listen to Activision's response to this. This is funny. The defendant named in this suit has baselessly threatened the company. We did not do not infringe upon his intellectual property. We are filing this action so the court can reject his frivolous and irresponsible claims. His claims that, like, I filed for the trademark and bought it in 2017. You guys didn't fucking launch this until 2020. What is baseless and irresponsible about that? Nothing. He threatened the company. He basically threatened the company. You threatened him by taking him to court over something that he already owned. You, you are a mega corporation for video games. We're talking about one dude who has a passion project for video games, but he's threatening your company. But Bobby Kotick isn't, apparently. Bobby Kotick's not a threat, yet he has actually threatened to kill somebody and is, that worked for him. Who's the threat here? I will have you killed, bitch! Versus like, hey man, don't take me to court. I own this. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Well, I hope you had a Merry Christmas anyway. Happy Christmas. We're back for another episode of the Blacklist of Gaming Podcast. Um, we weren't able to record last weekend, and that was because I had some Christmas stuff with my reasons, family. That's why. Yeah, reasons. I was me and my mom and uh, my side of the family. My brother went to Canada this weekend for Christmas, so we celebrated Christmas on my side of the family a weekend early. Okay. And um, just and then that Sunday, I was just like not up for doing an episode i don't think anybody was really here were you here last weekend i was no yeah oops oops but anyway uh there was other reasons why i wasn't able to do anything on sunday i had some shit going on so i wasn't complaining i had duty so yeah you had duty on sunday yeah. no that sucks well so, i mean you had you had to work anyway so it didn't matter yeah so it, it was kind of nice for your microphone a bit, a bit right here uh, right here right here oh, so we can uh, hear you understood you dickhead yeah, fuck you, can. <laughs> but um, so we weren't able to record last weekend. But you know, it is the day after Christmas, and we're all kind of. He's on Lee. You, you've got a holiday weekend. Yeah, ninety six. Um, I'm, you know, I'm off tomorrow. So fuck it. We're gonna do an episode tonight. Yes. Today, and then um, afterwards, you want to go to my? <clears throat> we're, we, I'm going to go to my girl's family's house because we've got some games and shit planned. And uh, he might go with me. Who knows? Maybe he, he might. He'll, he's gonna wait to see how he feels after this. Definitely. <laughs> It's a lot of veterans, by the way. I mean, I, I Air Force, Navy, lots of vets. Understood. So, so it was like, it's it'll, it'll you'll fit in fine. I promise. Ah, I'm not worried about fitting in, but <laughs> it's just the dealing with with the social environment. Yeah, a hundred percent. I've I've taken this uh, holiday weekend and Christmas to just be away from people. Be away from people. Well, because I don't I don't get to go home and see my family till next weekend. Oh, yeah, because, that's why you're going to be going next yeah, weekend. Well, we had to choose a certain, like, an individual block because you can't take, like, Christmas and New Year's because mm -hmm. it's not fair to everyone. So I usually take New Year's because my sister's birthday is on the 31st. So if I'm going to go down for one of them, I might as well go down for her birthday. Yeah, so, fair enough. And I, it's really not a big deal celebrating Christmas a, a, few, a few days late. Who, who cares? So so with this week being, the, being Christmas and stuff and us missing last weekend, there has been a lot of topics... So we had to really kind of pick and choose which ones we were going to go with um, for time reasons, because I don't want to do a four-hour episode today. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. A four-hour episode, because I understand you as a viewer, it's going to be tough for you to want to watch that. I mean, hell, even a two-hour episode is often very hard to watch. Yeah, I would love a four-hour episode. 
I mean, I'm being sarcastic. Leave me alone. I, I, I purposely did away with it for multiple reasons. One, audio, audience retention. And Part of it's also just making the damn things. Making them like you don't really. But see, the thing is, with four-hour episodes, especially when you're like blasting through, having a good time, you don't you don't realize that you're going that long. True. I mean, we we've accidentally had a couple of four-hour episodes, even when I was here. Where it was, where like, oh, it was shit. just like, oh shit, oh no. <laughs> and then yeah, so but you know, and also for me, editing and going through all of it is just it's a nightmare. So I try to keep them as you know simple and and as. as Short as I possibly can. So, we do have a few topics. Um, so, the first topic we're going to go over right now is... Uh, so, Twitch bans parent company... Uh, act. Uh, I'm sorry. Twitch bans Amazon over a rogue host showing her tit. And that ban was only like a day in, in some hours. So I feel, I feel like uh, Amazon was like, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I Like... I, We'll dive more into like the conversations that were he- that were held with this ho- this host afterwards. So I'm I'm really curious to see like what who, was the conversation? Who was the host? Some chick. Some it was a Just Spanish ran- channel. So okay. Um, the next topic that we're gonna go over is that um, and this is some kind of some Activision news because you know we gotta have an Activision Your update weekly. Your weekly Activision, Activision update. update. There's more Activision updates, but um. I don't feel like there is an as you know, pertinent. You know, our bet, though, our uh, wager is coming up um, to see if Bobby Kotick leaves before the new year. I It's starting to look like we're going to lose this wager. Maybe. I mean, at the same time, too, though, him being quiet could also be him getting his shit ready. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's packing up his office. We'll have to see once uh, the again, year. Again, I, I still hold by what we what we said earlier, um, is that he's he's saying that to see if he can mitigate anything, and he's just feeling it out. So yep. that way he can leave and be like, oh, I'm a man of my word. Or he can stay if it calms down. Yeah, well, I can tell you one thing that's for sure. He's not going to fucking stay. There's no way they'll keep him around. And what do you mean? His, uh, they, they, they love him. Fuck him. The, the, uh, well, the board of directors do. The board of directors do. They suck his dick dry every night. So um, apparently an, indip- an indie developer who created his own game called Warzone back in 2017 is now being sued. Apparently he's been going through a lawsuit over the Warzone trademark with Activision. So he created the game first and now a a big game publisher, a multi-billion dollar company is suing him for the trademark, which is kind of bullshit. Yeah. Because it's like the guy made it first. Why are you suing him over that? He could have easily sued you over that, but he doesn't, he obviously can't. He's an independent developer. So now they're they're picking on the little guy, just like all big game publishers do. Yeah, I don't understand. Like again, I'm I'm no, I haven't taken the bar exam or anything, but like I just don't see how you can sue someone over something that they made before you. Uh, when you have money, you can do anything. Like you know, threaten to kill your assistant and get away with it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? My, the rich will do what the rich do, and that's rape and threaten to kill. Lord, God damn! But yeah, no, I don't see how it's uh, like we we've gotten a couple of times into what we like. Is this totally legal? You know, like it's been many times, like especially throughout the, all the lawsuits and all the things that they've been doing. Well, is everything like, is this from legal, like, or everything, is, or everything what? from like saying that you're not allowed to have like a uh, what's it called a mod of a of a saved game file um, from like Rockstar. Like, are like if they're changing your product 
and they're only using it not on like a public server it it do you really have the right to go into that and be like no you're not allowed to do that or you're not allowed to again, have games with again, similar words same thing it'd be i would love to see like just the hilarity of how people would react could you imagine if like toyota was like take that fucking uh not stock muffler off your goddamn camry i they're, swear to god like they're already trying to do that really in California, holy! Well, did you California. not see? Did you not see like this person was saying that like loud pipes do uh, their only purpose to intimidate and strike fear? And it was like that's because they're making they're making like straight pipes and loud pipes illegal. That's because that's fucking California, and and they wonder why it catches fire on the regular. All right. Um, yeah, true. The place could fucking fall off. The it's as far as I'm concerned, it's it's care. California in terms of like what their laws are doing is kind of full of a lot of stupid people because. Kinda. They're, yeah, they're making a lot of really, really weird laws, and then they also like it's just I don't know a lack of thinking, and I, I can't expect any better from a lot of people who build their houses where they know the environment regularly sets fire, and they're like the devastation. I was like, it does this all the time. So I, I don't understand what the thinking is behind that. Saying like you can't have a loud car, I can understand that there being certain limits because I understand if you deafen someone, that's a problem. But like, I mean, sure, maybe it's annoying. But like, I mean, so was having old women yell at you in the parking lot. Like, I know. Can we ban them? Yeah. <laughs> if, sure your, if your name is Karen, get the fuck it's, out. <laughs> it's called COVID nineteen. It's uh, the purge of the Karens. Uh, okay, first off, if if we were really only getting rid of Karens from COVID-19 there would be everyone would not wear a mask no one would get vaccinated we'd be spreading this shit as much as we possibly can it'd be like, like chicken pox you mean, you mean like all the all the fucking loud mouth bitches that scream and bitch about everything will die they're the only ones that will die cool I'm gonna cough on everything yeah yeah the, the, I'm going to be the walking bioweapon yeah the women the who throw themselves on the ground and scream and try to call the cops and say that you hit them um so the next topic is yeah god that was a segue <laughs> it kind of was <laughs> so the next topic um so we talked about in the last episode how bungie was was going through uh they they the ceo of bungie was talking about all the you know the workplace troubles that they've had similar yeah. to activision like old bungie versus new bungie right and okay. then after all of that um after the report the uh, head of hr stepped down at first i thought it was the ceo that stepped down but no it was the head of hr she uh is it was it a she did I just assume their gender? Good thing uh, you're not in California. Yeah, I was right. It's a she. Uh, step. She did step down. Um, so, what? I will get into the reasons why. Ubisoft is currently going through what the Ubisoft staff is calling the Great Exodus, um, because Ubisoft staff are leaving in droves. Good for them. Because of not I, only just the workplace environment. I feel being, like this is what Activision employees need to do. They like, kind of have. I mean, well, like, how about this? I'm assuming, based on what I'm seeing here by the fact that they're calling it the Great Exodus, that Ubisoft is not doing this to the same extent. No. Well, aside from the toxic workplace environment, there's also a lot of uh, business practices that are very questionable and having people wondering, like, what the fuck is this direction that we're going in with with their games? So, and this is coming off the heels of like the NFT issue. I mean, maybe they're tired of making the same game over and over. Pretty much. I, it, we'll we'll talk about. We'll see more in depth of what it's about. But ever since the NFT thing, and there was also, which is our next topic, Ubisoft CEO claims that these NFTs with Ubisoft Courts are just the beginning, and um, they call them a major change that will take time. And basically saying that the players will be uh, 
more will will become a more accepting of it like that of loot boxes. That's a horrible stance to take. I, it is. Good it is. lord. So, um, despite the backlash, and they had the uh, the CEO had a meeting with the developers to discuss the future of NFTs, and then developers even well, voiced there's so their, well, there's so many empty questions that we don't know. So, like, do the NFTs give you more ownership of your game? I don't know. Because now, could you imagine, like, if someone took something like, we'll go back to the kind of Rockstar. Well, imagine if you had your copy of GTA and it had NFTs in it, right? Mm-hmm. And you bought that, so you own it. It is yours, right? And they're and they're saying you can't mod it. Can you technically be like, well, I own this NFT, so fuck off. Kid. I can do whatever I want. Well, yeah, sh- like, would that give us more ownership? If so, a lot of people would be on board with it, but they're not answering any of these questions. The they're way just- that the NFTs are being implemented are, like, ownership of pieces of content in the game like visual stuff stuff that I mean, doesn't matter stuff I that mean, it's like still. and the worst part is you can resell it to people and people like we'll actually talk about i'm you not i'm not gonna lie that part of it though is kind of just well here there's a topic that i've completely forgot about until right now how much money has ubisoft made off of the nfts right now and they are all actually out on the market for resale and the prices for those are insane. I mean, I kind of, I kind of put that in the same uh, bin as like the cosmetics things, where if you're dumb enough to fucking buy that, sure. If it's something that you really want, I guess go for it, dude. But like, you're willing to spend exuberant amounts of money on something that does not fucking matter because it has a serial code in embedded in it somewhere, then you're an idiot. Well, That's not I mean, my thing. Ubisoft is like is saying, uh, you can earn these NFTs in game by playing the game. Yeah, that's still weird though. Like, do you know how long you have to play Ghost Recon Breakpoint I, to earn the helmet? I, I don't care because 600 hours because well first off you know someone's going to but it's just the idea one i don't see ubisoft making another game good enough unless they make another fucking original rayman i'm not going to play a game for 600 fucking hours that ubisoft makes because they don't make games that i like you know the, all the games are kind of the same they have the same formula well I, they do but the issue is though is that the games that they made that were great something like far cry 3 They've now watered down what was a really cool game into such a simple process now. And now it's just like, it, it's not fun anymore. Like, no, sure, it, sure, I liked, you know, Far Cry 3, but you made Far Cry 3 four times. And now you've made one of them a, a complete cop map copy of the other one. Like, it's not, no one's going to, no, no one's going to want to play these games. So, speaking of NFTs, Stalker 2 has canceled all their plans for their NFTs after the backlash. Good. And they seem to be the only company that's like, hey, yeah, we're going to... Maybe. That. Maybe that's not a bad... Maybe it's a bad idea to do that. It, it, the really shitty part is I don't understand. Sure, maybe there are some companies who, like, either know something or they, like, have made a profit off something that we, you know, as gamers didn't like. But if the really simple part that I never understood about gaming and game companies is that you will make money if you just follow, sure, do some arti- like artistic freedom and design, do things like that, because I never knew I wanted to be a masochist in Dark Souls until I had it, right? Understood. But, like, listen to your fucking player base. Like, I never knew how much I hated myself until I played Dark Souls. <laughs> I didn't know I had major depression <laughs> until I... <laughs> I hated my life, and I wanted it to just be what it is. But all jokes aside, like that's fine. But like, listen to your player base. Like, I don't understand. Like, Give the what, people what they want. What's so fucking hard? Like, you literally are in a company that the masses will exactly tell you what you want. I don't. I don't understand the complexity. What did I just do here? Oh, oh, the red ring of death posters. 
Yeah, I accidentally opened it into another window, and I didn't want to do that. So, Microsoft documentary actually reveals the true cause of the Xbox 360's Red Ring of Death. Was it a whole-ass documentary? There was a... No, it wasn't a documentary about that. It was a documentary about um, Xbox turn... Like, the, the like from the first Xbox oh, to okay. now. So, just about their history. Just okay. the history and where it became to be. And I was pretty, like, and essentially, sure, I wanted to know what caused it, but like, I, I don't think a documentary would I heard it's been. actually pretty interesting because it discusses like how Xbox was almost... Like the the 360 was almost such a bad failure that like especially with this Red Ring of Death thing that we almost never saw Xbox get past the 360. Well, see that that's weird though hearing that because like obviously I know like the Red Ring of Death totally would have affected their business because no shit. Yeah, but like that's weird to hear because when I was younger at least the Xbox 360 seemed at least in my part of the world to be the vastly superior console in in popularity and in games. So that that's kind of weird to hear to be honest. It's weird to hear because, yes, like when it came to performance and stuff over the PS3, it did have better performance and stuff. It had a lot better. It had a lot better games that people, at least in terms of my experience, were rememberable. You know, you know, were memorable. Excuse me. And so, that's kind of weird because you had things like Halo, the Halos. You had Gears of War. You had um, all sorts of games that just were all over the place. A lot of experiments, but also too like the Xbox 360 also really reminded me a lot of. Uh, the PS2, as weird as that sounds, in terms of they had a lot of really good third-party support. It wasn't all just AAA games. The see, the the thing that almost actually made, like, like I said, the Red Ring of Death and the money that went into actually, like you know, fixing that, yeah, was the determining factor of whether or not like it was going to fail because financially it was one of those things where this this Red Ring of Death was that it almost financially broke. Well, I know before we said it was like one them. in every four consoles. Like, that's one, a lie. One in, like, one in, you had a one in four chance of getting a red ring of death on your Xbox. And, and you know what? I had two 360s go through it. That's just, to me, that's so weird. I don't like, and, and again, this isn't like, this is just talking about it, but like, I, how did you get this system through all of it and then realize that it, not realize that it did this? Uh I don't know. We'll actually probably dive into like more of the cause and that, more that, of how that you know. That just seems weird to me. That like you know, you know, twenty five percent of every product you make is going to do this, and you didn't notice this during development. Right. That's kind of weird. That's not like a oh we had a bug in the software because we did an update, and obviously that can fuck things up and be hard to tell until it happens. But like no, this is like a manual issue. How did I fucking drag this out of the fucking thing like the way I did? So I don't know how the fuck this happened. Minimize it. Now try to click on it and drag. Try to drag the icon now up into. Hmm. I don't yeah. know. Just copy. Copy the URL. Just open it in another tab. <laughs> so. The so this game that came, there's another game that's out uh, made by Void Interactive. It's called Ready or Not. It's the same guys that developed the game called SWAT. It's a tactical shooter. It's one that's gaining popularity, and it's one that I thoroughly enjoy playing. But they lose their publisher, and a lot of people were speculating that they lost the publisher over the over a school shooting map that they're making, which is something that they've discussed they were going to do for a while. We'll dive more into the details of it, but apparently so, that they revealed that that is not why. They, there was a mutual split between them and the publisher, and they were already going to be doing it, but the... 
everybody knew about the school shooting level. So how is it a school shooting level? So there's it's like an active shooter in a school. Like basically, like you like the, the how these maps work, how these these missions work out is that you pick a map and there's different scenarios like bomb threat, hostage, barricaded, ho- hostiles, um, a raid, or an active shooter scenario where you are the SWAT team that goes in and like saves the civilians, collects the evidence, takes out the threat, arrests people. It's actually really fun because like things go each time that you load into it, it's completely different there's booby traps behind different doors there's enemies in different spots right. the enemies Some also disguise are, themselves as, some things are randomly generated right so okay cool gotcha so the enemies also disguise themselves as civilians in some of these levels and you can't tell who is who unless they're armed and even still a lot of these guys are hiding a gun on them and when you well, they'll fake surrender and then quickly draw on you and fire on you and the AI on the the enemy AI is so fucking ruthless that they they will one piece you no matter <laughs> if you even if you have heavy armor on they'll fucking shoot you in the face and you're dead. Shit. So it's like it's tough and God, you have man. literally split seconds to determine whether or not you like that guy is gonna you know to like see him pull that weapon on you and you have to react to it. You have very little time. So it's like so when we were talking like oh cool you get to go like. You get to see dead children and children being killed, and like your the shooter's gonna be some te- deranged teenager, and you have to take him out. Like that's not how that all that is all how it's gonna go. Like it's gonna be like there are no, not gonna be any kids. Um, it'll be like the school faculty. The active shooter will just be a guy, and you are the SWAT team that's going there to save those people. I mean, it's still kind of it's still kind of weird though. Like I mean, I don't know. Like well, wh- why why do you draw the line there? I guess their intentions behind the whole map was to like especially it's also kind of sounding like what you're telling me anyway. Um, it's it's sounding like they're obviously not depicting this as in like ha ha ha. I'm going to go on a school rampage. It's right. this is like no, they're showing you trying to be the better person in this scenario. You're trying to prevent death, and it's like so. Why do you draw the line there? Oh, but we'll have World War Two shooters where we had fucking World at War, a fucking bonsai charges where people run at you with grenades. Oh, but that's okay, but not the children. Like, come on, really it's, though? Like, where do you draw that line? I guess. It's because like you know they're doing this in a fairly positive light. They this. are like this isn't like a oh ha ha we're gonna feed into it's, this. And as controversial as it is, I mean like the developers like you know we're we are not the like the first developers to like push the envelope on things. But we also will respect people's, you know, we're not going to make like a reenactment of an of a real situation that's that's happened that people can relate to. I mean, sure, it'll be in the school setting, but it's not going to be like we're going to play on the Sandy Hook m- mission, guys. I'm not going to lie. Like part of that's just because dark humor, but like that, that'd be a little fucked up. It like, would be fucked up. Uh, but that's that's and they know that. So they're not going to obviously going to pay. They're going to be respectful. Well, just, and they even made a statement saying we plan on being like we're we're handling this with care and respect to the people that have gone through an experience like this. But what we're trying to do is convey situations that SWAT teams and law enforcement ha- often see themselves in. Well, my, and they're not trying to like trying glorify to sens- them. My, and that's good. Like, obviously, they're not doing at least by that standpoint. They're not doing anything that's like, oh, well, you know, ha, 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 you know, just kind of bathe in the carnage. But, like, also, too, one, we already kind of know that, like, first of all, video games are not going to cause you to become violent. People who do things like school shootings are usually, usually suffering from uh, acute psychosis. They don't even see reality the same anymore as as normal people. And so it's really hard to be like... Oh, but they're going to encourage someone. I was like, first of all, we already seen that those people don't, don't need encouragement. Hell, recently, 
we had someone drive through a Christmas parade in a minivan. And kill kids and old people. And kill kids and old people. Clearly, <coughs> these people don't need inspiration. These are just deranged people, and there's no way of getting around that. Sick so, people are going to do what they do. So why So why are you going to worry about the whole, oh, but we're going to inspire people? No, you're not. First of all, they're also doing it very well. They're not glorifying. They're not doing anything like mm-hmm. that. This is just depicting what law enforcement does, and this is part of reality. Also, too, I, I don't really care about the whole, like, oh, but it's going to trigger some kids who have gone through this. It, who fucking cares? If you're playing a video game and you actively go to this map and play this, I can't. There's nothing I can do for yeah, you. Yeah, it's not like it's going to be, like, a mission that just shows up one after another. No, you choose right. that mission and you choose the scenario. You don't You don't have to go to that one if you don't want to. Like, I just I don't understand what the huge controversy is in terms of the fact that, so what if it wasn't set in a school but everything else was the same? Would you care? Is it the school building that that upsets you? Like, no, I don't like that. Like, that that's because, the other thing. It's... Because there's already so many violent video games. Fuck, Kratos ripped a fucking dude's head off, and no one was upset. And about used it, it for a lantern. And you, it, yeah, you carried her throughout the whole game as a flashlight, which I thought, on side note, was hilarious. That's the best thing you could have done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like, there's so many violent video games. Why do you draw the line here? Is it because people have politicized it? Is it because people told you that this is like super bad and you're not going to look into it? Is it because people don't know that like what you've told me? Is it because they don't know that they're not glorifying it? You know, I it's, because that's a bit because I'm not going to lie. If you just told me they're making a school shooter map, I'd be kind of like I made a comment on Kotaku's oh. post about it because Kotaku did what Kotaku does and makes an article with no context and of course, be, and it and it becomes like a fucking complete like slam piece of their decision to do it. Without even looking into it, so it's it, like I even said, like they they've been they write these articles, turn them into sl- slam pieces, and have no substance of the topic at all. Well, because that's what sells. It, that's that's the controversy sells, and like that's why fuck you, Kotaku. I mean, I like, ever since Jason Schreier left, that's why none of my articles pulled up or are theirs Con- because I'm like Kotaku. I am so sick and tired of like finding a hit piece. So. I made a comment saying there's missing context here. Like, you aren't the school shooter. There won't be kids involved. And, like, you're not going to be going up against a shooter who is a kid. And the scenarios aren't going to just be active shooters. It could be barricaded suspects that are barricaded in the school and have hostages. And you have to save the hostages. That's it. Not somebody going around shooting everybody. Even though there are active shooter scenarios and other maps in that game. So were you and those ones, by the way, are so fucking hard. Well, people don't people don't understand those that it's just about what the Internet has randomly decided that they were upset about today. Right. Um, It's there's a lot of things out there. And again, I'm not trying to get political here. Go down that that course. But there's a lot of things like when you ask anyone about what's going on in the news and they say, oh, but there's so much death and destruction because of this one thing. Right. Whatever it is. But things like that happen legitimately all the time. The world's a big place, but you didn't give a fuck when it wasn't told to you by this person. Right. You didn't give a fuck before. But if I would have asked you or brought it up to you, you'd be like, yeah, that stuff does happen. It's like people starve to death all over the planet. Right. But if I told you about this really sad story about Jimmy and Jimmy died and and suddenly everyone's upset about that because someone let him starve to death, but yet they don't give a fuck about the millions of people that that happens to every day. It's kind. Of, it's kind of hard to feel sorry about something like this. Why are you <laughs> upset about this? Then, fuck. And I understand there was some outrage about it before, but you, you were legitimately an active shooting uh, terrorist in one of the previous Call of Duty games when you opened fire in that one subway station. I use as an example, and they were like saying, "I felt disgusting doing that." I'm like, "Cool." You know, uh, and it gave you an option to skip that mission, so you played it anyway. Yeah, 
you monster it's like you want you want to give me sh- you want to give me shit about the whole no like using no russian as an argument like no russian gave you the option to not play it and you knew what it was going into it but yeah. you still played it mm-hmm. but also too there's a lot of there's also a lot of other fucked up shit that happens throughout games anyway i mean like every game is about most games are about some sort of conflict because right. it's not interesting if there's no conflict. And the same with Modern Warfare 2019. They depicted Piccadilly Circus, which was based off an actual thing that did happen yeah. in London. And you were part of the team that stopped the threat. And you were watching men, women, children. Like the opening scene was like a mom and her kid walk up to this guy and he has a suicide bomb to his chest. And he presses the button and the screen goes black. Obviously, you know that kid got fucking vaporized. And like... But then the rest of the mission, like, you get to watch people, like, you know, like women, uh, men and women getting fucking slaughtered in the streets, and your job is to actively stop this. So, like, and it's yeah. funny, because when I brought up my, all my arguments about this on that Twitter post that, they, that Kautaka did, the amount of people that agreed with me vastly outnumbered the people that were trying to argue with me about it. Well, because because uh, the, their argument was, well, you're wrong, so go cry about it. That was their argument to me, and I'm like, what? And then everyone's like, what a potato of an argument! Like, what, like, like, uh, tell me what you don't potato. have, tell me, tell me you ha- you don't have an argument without telling me you don't have an argument. Well, we'll, we'll discuss more of that as we get into it. But right now, let's get to the topic so we don't get too off fucking. Uh, understood. Understood. Here. We're gonna have to like put up a signal behind you that lets me know I can start to derail things. Like uh, Tom <laughs> says, shut the fuck up. <laughs> How was your Christmas, though? I think I already asked you this. Yeah, uh, Christmas was, was a uh, it was a little boring for me since I didn't go home. But what did you do? Uh, well, so first of all, I woke up at like uh, the ripe uh, time of noon. Um, I woke up at noon today. I slept for a nice twelve hours. So uh, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I I uh, went to bed last night. I slept for a couple of hours at first at like nine ten o'clock ish. Um, I slept for a couple hours, woke back up, and I was kind of bored. So I told you, you know, I put on some music, was kind of relaxing, um, just just kind of chilling out. And I started playing uh, Final Fantasy Online again. Uh, big mistake. I was up till like 4 or 5 in the morning after that. And I slept until like noon. I got to stop staying up till 3-something in the morning playing games. And this is going to have to be a change that, that comes across because my stream schedule is about to change next month. Ooh. And let me explain why. I got a little bit of an update before we go into these topics. Did you get a new job? I enrolled full-time in school. Ooh. And I'm going to be going down to part-time two hours a week or two days a week at uh, two hours, two hours a week. <laughs> Wouldn't even be fucking worth going to work. But like, no, two days a week. Here's your whopping $45, sir. <laughs> before taxes right so uh now i'm gonna be down to uh two work days a week and uh i have school tuesdays wednesdays and thursdays yeah um what are you going to school for i'm going to school for computer software development nerd so i was gonna go for cybersecurity, but the school counselor told me that this is actually the hardest course that they have Cybersecurity or the one that you're taking now Cybersecurity. Because the reason why is because, like, the scripts and languages that they teach you, like Java and Python, like, cybersecurity expects you to know this shit already going into it. Oh, fuck And that. there's, like, no prerequisites. Of, oh, of so no- it's not even like, oh, here's the stuff that you're going to need to be there. It's right. Just like, yeah, go ahead and enroll. And, and they said that – she said that people that enroll in this program has a 90% fail rate in the first semester. God, so that, that's like immediately starting it's, off your college career. It's so an, here's OCHEM. <laughs> yeah, so like I was like, Fuck wait, that. so th- there's no like – Prerequisites There's no coding classes. There's no – 
language classes for this that go into this? She's like, no. And that's why it's so hard because you can go into it with none of that. But the course makes you go through it as if you already know it. Oh, and dumb. it doesn't teach it to you. Well, at least they told you about that first. Like, right. They, they told me, and I was like, fuck. I said, okay, so what program does teach all that stuff? And she told me. So she said, you could go through this course, like you can go through this program and then switch. And I have enough schooling benefits in my pocket between the. Also, your disability, too. That was that's why I decided that's a, to do that's this. That's a big thing. Plus, Two incomes. disability is probably going to be going up for me. Just, just, you know. We're going to manifest that. <laughs> but, like, so, like, uh, we're appealing the mental health part because I found out oh. that the uh, the lady that did my mental health examination for the VA, mm -hmm. um, she apparently doesn't approve anybody. She actually looks for reasons to disqualify people. I don't know how people like that don't get fired. I don't either. It's one thing to be like, hey, listen, you got to have a real reason, which I totally She's get. She's like, I see no evidence of service connectability here. I'm like, you literally asked me about my childhood before I joined the Army. Like, of course you're going to fucking ask me well your parents got divorced your mom has like depression issues and your mom went through surgery and stuff and that can cause depression and i'm just like so like, was there any substance abuse or abuse in your family i'm like no and like my parents are divorced she's like how's your relationship with your father i'm like i don't really have one then it was just all that kind of stupid shit and i'm like don't get it wrong i mean she's that, like that, so why that does, that your... does suck but just just because you don't have a dad doesn't mean you're depression it was, yeah it was <laughs> like, that's saw, how that works the way that she was acting was like anything that i went through because i did get diagnosed with depression when i was 17 yeah but we also talked about that before and how that was kind of a bullshitty kind of case Because but it doesn't negate anything i went through in the service oh so definitely it's like but the way she she went was I, like, I get it it. i still i still argue that that's still a bullshit reason we're going to diagnose, diagnose with depression with the situation you told me at, at the time. Oh, well, of course, you're going to think that. Yeah. And the, it was just so stupid. So they're making me go, like, I'm registering with the VA right now, and um, we're going to go over uh, the, uh, we're gonna, I'm going to talk to a mental health uh, uh, mental health doctor and stuff, and we're going to get the ball rolling on getting my appeal done. And plus, like, this other stuff with my feet, that, that's been deferred. It hasn't even been like accepted but it's on the board though isn't it's it? on the board so okay. it's not it's not even they don't even have an answer on that one yet but okay i mean that's not bad well i had the i had the appointment for my feet in september and here we are and going into january i still don't have an answer on it so and they told me they said in their experience the longer it takes the better your odds are it's going to be a decent rating well part of that too is because it's just if you have more stuff to look through as well then it's just well, going to take everything else went quick like my back and all my knees my hips all that shit and my hearing all that well, shit went it, really quick my feet and they it, that's still like they don't have an answer on this. well it depends for some stuff obviously there's you know some things that are going to be you know better than others but yeah so um disability going up um potentially going up i got the bah for the gi bill coming through well so then, that means that right now like including you and alicia both still working like that's like what technically four separate pieces of income that's awesome dude and well i i did the math and me doing it this way working two days a week going to school full-time in my disability i'm actually making more month more money per month than i would be if i was working full-time i'm i'm happy for you but that sounds like bullshit <laughs> it doesn't it? on on the surface that sounds like bullshit. It, it does sound like bullshit but with like with the benefits because you know the gi bill pays you bah well breaking month. your back i guess it's fair yeah well i mean fucking i'm in pain all the time so like like Yay. the disability <laughs> check the bah check for going to school full-time yeah. and then the the paycheck i'll get from working two uh, two days a week is uh you know more than what i'm making just on disability and working full-time so 
Um, I got that going for me. Plus, I also have post 9-11 GI Bill, Wisconsin State GI Bill, which is the same as the post 9-11 GI Bill, and Vocational Rehab, which does the same thing as the post 9-11 GI Bill. Very nice. And they said that you have enough benefits here to go get your PhD if you want. And I'm like, in what? <laughs> it depends what you want, man. I mean, you that's that's between you and uh, whatever you believe in, you know. that's Yeah. Uh, they said that you can definitely get a master's degree. You got to find what what makes you happy. Also, yeah. too, by the way, you also got to look at your goals as well because for doing something like what I want to do, because I want to go into like you know being like a psychologist. Yeah, I'm going to need my PhD, and it's going to fucking suck. But like, there's also some other things too that I am still looking at because like if you can get a job that you like with just a master's, because chances are you're probably going to. Well, you can get it with an associate with an associates or a bachelor's. The one that where I'm going into mm-hmm. the. The bachelors and the masters are only for like leadership positions. I mean, I would still just look into some of that stuff only because some of those positions, you may get some doors opened if you get like a master's, but if you go to like a PhD level, like the diminishing returns at that Mm -hmm. point, you know, unless that's something like where I'm at, where like, Hey, this is what you want to do. Then, you know, you're going to have to kind of, I got to fix this fucking headset here for my monitor. Shame shame uh sorry for how i sound all right now i i'm fighting off i've been fighting off a cold since like wednesday i mean i think he sounds the same but like what i had a cold i had a sore throat i've been coughing sneezing and all that shit and like i'm all nasally and stuff which is why we are six feet apart i it's not covid though i'm just fucking around dude all right (laughs) enough boring you with all the bullshit in my life but the update i was getting at was that essentially the stream schedule is going to change podcasting will still be the same um, we could actually probably do it earlier. Nice. On a Saturday uh, now. Oh, uh, okay. I was like, earlier how? Probably like around th- this 3 o'clock on a Saturday. Mm, okay. I mean, I uh, on the so, weekends, I'm pretty flexible. But the, I want to try to get it done earlier so that like, because uh, I don't want to take your Saturday nights away from you. I mean. Unless we want to do a lo- like a Saturday night where we go live or something like that on an episode. We want to oh, just no, fucking would... party out, you know? <laughs> uh, give me a couple of times. A couple of uh, not all the time, but I could definitely get on board with t- taking like a Saturday. If you want to do a stream, I could hop on my system and we could. Uh... That so that live episode was a lot of fun, and in fact, it was so fun. We're actually going to be doing it again. Me, Doc, and uh, Alicia. We're going to do a on New Year's Eve, early on New Year's Eve, because I have to work the next day, unfortunately. But I do have that day off. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a live episode. Um, we're going to do a year in review. We're going to recap. Okay, I'll check in with you guys. Don't worry. So, um, Doc's going to be here. Alicia's going to be here because, you know, she is essentially a big piece of my year in review. So, she has to be here. I told her you don't have a choice. <laughs> you you got to be here. You're you're part of the review. So Understood. But, yeah, unfortunately, I won't be there. I'm going to be heading back to Ohio with the family. Uh, me and Keisha are going to be heading down there. So Fair enough. All right, let's get into our first topic, everybody. But you have me this week, so... I do have you this week, and then I'm going to have you from now on, like, afterwards. So Yeah, definitely. Well, also, too, a lot of it, too, because um, <laughs> here in a few months as well, a lot of my Saturdays are going to kind of free up as well, because eventually Keisha's she's going to PCS before I do. Oh, really? Yeah. When? So, I think, like, six, eight months from now. Oh, shit. So... You're going to be here for, like, another year or so without her? Yeah, I'm going to be here till 2023, dude. Oh, Another thing that I forgot the the end of 2023. So I'm gonna bring I'm gonna talk about this. Um, it hasn't officially been announced on Regiment yet, but he's I've, getting a mustache. That's that's coming. That is coming. It might not happen in January, but it is I can't coming. Wait. Um, two things. Yeah. One, 
I have been in talks with Dan about being on the uh, leadership team for coordinating the Irreverent Warriors hike in Milwaukee. Nice. The other thing is I, my interview for being a regiment mod, I got got it. I got the mod. So with that, I'm also going to be putting in to be the regiment representative for the Milwaukee hike. So not only will I be part of the leadership team, um, for the Milwaukee hike, but I'm going to be the regiment representative for the M- Milwaukee hike. So, um, and to, in all honesty, before the partnership, because regiment is partnered with the Reverend Warriors now, mm-hmm. I was the first person to brandish anything on a regiment on a hike. I brought that, f- that flag to the Chicago one. Yeah. The one where you met me. Mm-hmm. So I was the first person to ever represent regiment at a hike. And like we, uh, me and doc were the ones that kind of got him, like got in his ear about like well mostly doc but like he got in his ear about these about reverend warriors and stuff and i'm like i the first time we did a hike i'm like chris needs to go to one of these he would love it yeah and he did but anyway enough with all these updates guys we're 40 minutes in we haven't even talked about the first topic yet so i mean we kind of did i mean we didn't talk about this one so this one's actually kind of interesting so twitch bans amazon account for showing boobs friendly fire has been enabled (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> Amazon owns Twitch. So Twitch might be owned by Amazon, but that doesn't mean the tech giant can break the rules and get away with it. The Spanish Prime Video Channel's presenter showed her breasts while quickly led to suspension, pr- proving as much. For those who present who present as women, we ask to cover your nipples. The community guidelines read, we do not permit exposed underbusts. So comedian Henar Alvarez Suggested that they were going to get a suspension live on air while she lifted up her shirt, making a joke that it would end up be end the broadcast early. It did. Shortly after, the channel itself got banned. At least Twitch isn't playing favorites with itself. However, no official reason has been given as to why the channel has been banned. But it's safe to say the breast slip is to blame. You don't say. She's not. Oh, that's as far as it got. Go away. Is that really as far as it got? I don't know. I think her tit yeah, actually got showed, but they they stopped it for the article. This is the first time that tw- uh, Prime Video España has been suspended, so it shouldn't last more than a month unless Twitch opts to overturn it. There isn't exactly a precedent here, as its first Twitch has ever been as its first time Twitch has ever banned an Amazon channel on the platform. That's I still find that. She funny. says we're going for the ban. Alvarez said as she lifted her <laughs> shirt. Let's go. They'll ban us. The the producers quickly cut her off playing the ending titles, but she did it again. So, but so the producers ended the stream with a thank you for watching title card. Maybe it wasn't the smartest move. Who upset this woman? That was clearly planned. She was like, fuck you. <laughs> We're doing it live. Fuck it. Look at my fucking titty. That's that's essentially what it was. She's like, like, that's almost... awesome. I, I feel like there is some motivation behind that. That wasn't like a, oh, I'm playing a prank. Ha, ha, ha. Someone would have whispered in her ear like, well, hey, uh, hold it on. It says she's a comedian. I mean, so, so it only ma- it does kind of make sense because comedians always like to get, get edgy with shit. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, too, though, could you imagine if uh, fucking someone like Bill Burr did something to, like, you know, get his show, like, shut down uh, momentarily? He wouldn't do that to his own show on purpose. He'd be like, oh, no, no, no. But if someone pissed him off, I could see that man in a lot of other comedians being like, no, I'm going to fuck you up. I'm going to fuck you up real hard. We, we're ending this shit now, like, because of that. Like, someone, I, I feel motivation here. Uh, uh, Alicia's cousin asked me, she's like, he's like, have you seen Bill Burr's podcast, like, when people are going to him for relationship advice? And I'm like, 
No, but I imagine it went exactly how I think it did. Because if you're going to Bill Burr for a relationship, there's advice, gonna be there's gonna be asking. Like, there's gonna it. be like one legitimate piece of advice, and the rest of it is all gonna be slander. <laughs> it's just like one of those things where it's like, where are you in your relationship where you need to go to Bill Burr for advice? You know what he's gonna do? He's gonna fucking flame you. He's gonna tell you he's he's gonna tell you the one good thing. He's like, you need to communicate. You can take that to heart. That's legitimate Fuckers, stuff. Fuck your sister. Who gives a fuck? And then after that, it's all gonna be down fucking hill. He's just gonna rail you the whole time. Uh, you, fuck your sister. What do you want to fucking do? <laughs> fuck a sister. But yeah, like, so it's um, it come to find out though that like, let's look into this band. So um, they actually, I didn't know what the point of the band was because like. I guess stopping the show, I could totally understand that because, like, yes, it violates the guidelines, and you're not, and they don't want to show her tits. I get that, but it's the weird, it's the weird fact that like we're gonna ban, we're we're gonna give them a one day ban. Like, what the fuck? Like, are you really, you really think that's gonna fly? Let's see how long this ban actually was. Okay? I, thought, I thought you said it was only one day. I it was like a day and change. I I don't remember the exact number, but they that that uh, that article said that we they they are guessing that the ban would only be like a month but it was less than that by a lot it was a day well i mean do you, as soon as someone higher up at amazon heard about that you know they were like lift it lift it now jeffrey jeffrey bezos <laughs> <laughs> fucking jeff jeffrey bezos he, your ceo goes to space for fun like you 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 know he's got the power to be like unban that that's also that's also how you know too he is so rich that he's gotten bored of being rich when you have to like dip your toes into space just for the fun of it it's like what do i have oh i don't know what else to do now i might as well just leave the planet he's not creative enough to be like elon musk where he's like oh no i'm gonna work on stuff because even though like i'm not the biggest fan of elon musk the man actually does like a lot of stuff on his own as well like he does a lot of thinking i love and tries to help out elon with it. musk i think sometimes he's like super genius level smart but i also think sometimes he's also sort of mentally retarded do you do know that he has Asperger's, right? I don't care. There's still the idea that like you can be smart, but then sometimes he's really smart, and then sometimes he does really stupid shit. He does that on purpose, uh, partially, but still, it's the idea. He 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 likes the from like because I've watched a lot of Elon Musk shit, so. Mm. He does. And I'm not talking about like the jokey, like, you know, oh, I'm fucking with you on purpose. This is like, you know, it's like the haircut he's got going on. You can't tell me that you don't look like Dr. Evil. Sit the fuck down. Like, you mean he, Be Bezos? No, not Bezos. Bezos really looks like Dr. Evil. Yeah, but he doesn't look like that on purpose. That's just how he looks. Like, that's, he can't do anything about see, that. See, I think that's worse because it's like <laughs> the only thing Elon, Mu Elon Musk looks like something on purpose <clears throat> because, you know, it's like, I just want a goofy haircut. I guess. Whereas Bezos is like, but I can't, Bezos is Doctor Evil. As, as much as I don't like Jeff Bezos, I really don't. Bezos, like, he's he, a douchebag. He laughs like a fucking evil villain. But the but the problem is, <laughs> is <laughs> but he can't help that. And like I I even admit like, it, however though I would love just to see him one time just do the yeah fucking to, to, you, 100 billion dollars just show me that you're a fucking human being i would love to see that even if he did it like without context just like he's in the middle of an interview just to just like hmm yeah <laughs> answer a question or two i will call him mini me drop it oh yeah but no like uh elon musk though sometimes does some really stupid shit and not even like the flamethrower thing where he's like no we told you not to buy it right like because that <laughs> is, is smart. The, he's, I'll like, admit he's, that. Like, he's like, don't buy this. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't buy this. Buy this. <laughs> I really want one of those, but you can't get them anymore. 
All right, so let's talk about Activision. So this is coming from The Gamer. So an interview, uh, he called his game Warzone in 2017. Now Activision is suing him. Randy Ficker is taking on Activision for the rights to the Warzone trademark. Why is this ad fucking down here? And how do I get rid of it? There's another one. There's another one. Go away. So Randy Ficker has been an indie develop idol developer, indie developer for 10 years, having fallen in love with the work while creating his first game, Warlight. More than a decade later, he's still working on the same series. This is a game I've been working on since 2008, Ficker says. When I first started making it, I literally thought I was just going to play it a couple of times and move on to something else, like it was just for fun. But I had so much fun working on it. A lot of people seem to enjoy it. It's my full-time job. Here's, it's my passion of life. So a sequel to Warlight has no brain, has no brain, was a no-brainer given the love of the craft, but being an indie means you have to keep things practical. So when it came to a title, Ficker had to go with whatever he could to get the URL for. That's why he settled on the name Warzone in 2017. He had no way of knowing that his decision would lead to a confrontation with one of gaming's biggest companies, or also known as the biggest douchebags in the gaming industry. Last year, Activision sued me for having the name... Having a game with the same title as theirs, trying to get the trademark rights, Ficker says. They're trying to get the, get a court to declare that I have no rights to the word Warzone and Activision should get the trademark. As I understand trademark law, who, whoever uses the word first gets rights to it. That complication didn't arise when Call of Duty Warzone launched in 2020, but when Activision filed to register the trademark a little after release... This spurred Ficker to try to claim it for himself in retaliation. The two conflicting applications triggered a bitter dispute. And rightfully so, because fucking Activision is like, we want that name. He's like, no, I I want that name because I made a game and called it that first. Like, we don't care, we're rich. See, this is where this is where that I think that's a little bit bullshit. There shouldn't be a court dispute. It should be, hey, if you want the name, pay me for it then. Right. Because he clearly made it first. I'm, I'm just... Oh, well, check this out. Activision didn't jump straight to the lawsuit. The gaming giant initially offered a dev a one-off payment of ten grand in exchange for him to completely rebrand the game he launched three years prior to Activision's. But this didn't even cover the cost of purchasing the URL, let alone the legal costs. When Ficker rejected the offer, it spiraled from there. So essentially, they tried to lowball him and be like, we'll give you ten grand. That doesn't count to what I said earlier. <laughs> do not attempt to pay him and then not cover like literally everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like, it's just like they did attempt to pay him, but it wasn't shit. So they jumped straight to suing me. No other offers. The Warzone developer says I've been in court case before. I've never been sued before. I've never, I've never been, I've never sued anyone. It's been quite a journey trying to figure all this out. The lawsuit has proven to be a painful distraction for Ficker who says that he is just a one man company and that he hasn't got any employees. So he's like straight independent. Every minute I spend on this case is a minute I'm not working on developing my game, he adds. I don't like being involved in lawsuits. I just like making video games. This is this is another this is a pure example of the big man shitting on the little guy. Looking at the case itself, it's baffling stuff. Not only is Activision trying to claim ownership of a game title that was used three years before it launched its own game, but its arguments also seem to contradict each other. <clears throat> Sorry guys, I have I have a cold I'm fighting off. Excuses. Yeah, I know. <laughs> One of the things that they argue is that it's inconceivable that any member of the public could f confuse the two games, Ficker explains. But then at the same time, they also say they should be given full rights to the Warzone trademark, which just seems weird to me. 
They're trying to argue every possible argument they can just to see what court can give them. Indeed, if there was no confusion, it's a wonder why Ficker would need to change the name of his game at all. But Ficker says Activision Warzone, Activision's Warzone has actually already created confusion. Not only is it hard to introduce itself as a Warzone developer without having to explain that he isn't talking about that Warzone, he actually receives emails from Call of Duty fans looking for tech support. Should Activision win, the studio will go ahead with claiming the Warzone trademark impeding Ficker's ability to monetize his own title. The gaming giant also requests that Ficker's permanently restrain from interfering with Activision's trademark application. Perhaps worst of all is that Activision calls the court to compel Ficker to pay its attorney fees and any other compensation that deemed appropriate. That's fucked up, too. I, I kind of hope that Activision goes under now. Like, I don't know. Like I just, I've been hoping they go under for the last year. I mean, uh, same. I've said it a couple of times. But, like, it's just the idea. Like, I don't understand what, like... I understand if you want, like, even though it's a dick move, I could understand you, like, wanting the trademark for your game. I, I kind of still get that, even though they're clearly in the wrong, they're being a dick about it. But uh, to top it all off, they want the one guy to pay for their fucking They want one independent guy to pay off their legal fees and any other compensation you could take deemed, that, you deemed could, appropriate. You could take that money off of fucking Bobby Kotick's <laughs> bonus for that year, and he wouldn't even notice the you difference You are a multi-billion dollar company going after a guy that can barely even afford to make one game, and he's on his own. And you want him to pay your lawyer fees? You, fuck yeah, you. fuck you. Fuck you. So Ficker's GoFundMe, which currently sits at $29,236, is unlikely to cover such a cost, but he's happy with its success so far. The response has been very positive. It's just been overwhelming support, and I've been pretty amazed at the support from the community through all of this. But when asked about the possibility of a name change, it doesn't even seem like it's being considered. He's like, I don't see why I have to change. I've been using the game, the name longer than they have. I plan to continue working on this game as long as I can. This is a p- passion project for me. So it's like, I understand that. That's like me writing a song, and then someone, and like a famous country singer after me, writing the song with the same name, and then tell me I can't use that name because he wants to use that name. And I'm like, I this is the name of my song that I wrote years before you. I don't want. I'm not changing something that I made just for you. Because you're putting me through all this shit because you want the name just for the purpose of you want and the name. And you want me to pay for your And fees. then you want me to pay you for it. Fuck you. You want to take a name from me, keep it from keep me from using it, and then make me pay you for it afterwards. Fuck you. This shit makes me go homicidal. So the, this, the case continues. The last hearing taking place December 10th. There have been no murmurings of what is taking place or who is more likely to come out of this case satisfied. But Ficker expects a ruling soon and sounds optimistic. I just want to be made I, whole. I mean, that's how I approached it from the beginning. I feel like I've done something. I feel like they have done something wrong by launching a game with the same name as mine. And if I were made whole, I'd be happy with that outcome. I'm really hoping that the courts take his side in this and not just his side, like his individual side, but also too. I really, I really need these fucking courts to be fucking cracking down on fucking big companies who are trying to take names and shit that, that they don't have any rights to because someone else has come up with it first. It's like the meta thing, right? There was a company called Meta already that uh, Facebook was trying to take the name of. Right. They were yeah, trying Meta to take court. Yeah. And they were trying to and they were trying to sue them for the name of it. And I was like, that shouldn't be a thing. Like, if you want to offer them money and you buy it off of them, cool beans. <laughs> you I, shouldn't be like, able to sue somebody over a name that you didn't have first. Yeah. No, it shouldn't even be, you know, on the table at all. And I'm really hoping that the reason why he sounds optimistic is because a parent, I'm hoping his lawyer, someone. 
See, was th- like, hey, listen, you have all rights to this. If 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 you could sue somebody because like if they had the name first before you, they filed the trademark or the copyright before you, and they got it before you, you shouldn't be able to. Su- That's the whole purpose of having these things in the first place. Yeah, is so that people can't do that. Yeah, hundred percent. Otherwise, why the fuck are they even a thing? Yeah, because it's like if you can sue, if if you can sue somebody for something that they own before you do. What is the point of the process of even being of even buying a trademark anyway? Yeah, at that point, because it's like, then why is the court even like like you said? Why is the court even saying that like we'll take we'll take this case and, li- and listen to on it? On the offhand, again, I don't know anything <laughs> about law that well, but well, I know a little bit about on, copyright on, law. On the on the offhand, though, if I was sitting there and someone was to tell me this that like. You know, if it was up to like my decision, I'd throw this shit out. Like, hell no, Activision, get your shit out of here. And not just because it's Activision and I despise them, but like, but just legitimately, just because, hey, this person clearly had it first. I would take Activision's side if they came up with the name first because it would make sense. Right. It's following what the law says. And I could totally see that. I don't know why. This should be as simple as the court looking at me like, what was the date that you filed this trademark? 2017. Okay. Activision, what was the date that you're trying to get this name for Warzone? Oh, 2021? All right, cool. Denied. <laughs> Denied. Exactly. It shouldn't even go past that. What's the dates? You filed the trademark. You bought the trademark in 2017. You're trying to get it now, and you're trying to sue him for the name. You don't get anything. Like, you have that no case here. should be a here. very simple decision. It I should be understand. as clear-cut as that, and for some reason, like, act- and then listen to Activision's response to this. Activision was contacted for comment on the lawsuit, but did not respond at the time of publication. The company has previously issued a statement defending the lawsuit, saying, this is funny. The defendant named in this suit has baselessly threatened the company. We do not infringe... Uh, we did not do not infringe upon his intellectual property. We are filing this action so the court can reject his frivolous and irresponsible claims. His claims are irresponsible, even though he came up with the name first. His claims that, like, I made the game and got the, like, I filed for the trademark and bought it in 2017. You guys didn't fucking launch this until 2020. What is there, what is baseless and irresponsible about that? Nothing. Hold on, but here, here, how about this, though? Um, what, what was it? I'm trying to see where it was. The what, defendant named in the suit was, was threatened the company. He baselessly threatened the company. You mean, no. You threatened him by taking him to court over something that he already owned. You're tell you're telling me that um, is it threatening the company because he might sue the shit out of them, or is it like threatening the company because you're doing that badly, or are you being dramatic? Like that is so bad. I I don't know who they're trying to, or who they even think that they're trying to fool with this, because because they're not fooling anybody. You you are a mega corporation for video games. And you're telling me that this one person, it is legitimately only one person, not a small company. Like, oh, this is a small indie developer who is, you know, a small company. There's multiple people who work on projects there. We're talking about one dude who has a passion project for video games that he has taken years to make, but he's threatening your company. But Bobby Kotick isn't apparently. Bobby Kotick's not a threat, even though he uh, threat he. Oh, it's funny. Bobby Kotick's not a threat, yet he has actually threatened to kill somebody, and is that worked for him? I mean, <laughs> or have them killed? Like he threatened our company. Like Bobby Kotick threatened your employees with death. Like I don't understand what the fuck. Who's the threat here? Who's the threat here? I will have you killed, bitch. Versus like, hey man, don't take me to court. I own this. I made this game like four years before. I made this game. Stop suing me. (laughs) 
he's such a threat to our company. Like, shut the fuck up, you douchebags. God. I wonder how. I wonder if the person who is writing that response knows they're going to hell or not. At least, yeah, no, they got like, a nice I mean, warm place in hell for them. Like, I, I just couldn't imagine. Could you imagine being that person who was writing that response and you're just like, "I'm such a piece of shit. I'm a colossal piece of shit." Like, I, how do you feel about that? Like, I, like just as a curiosity, you know what I mean? It just seems weird. I know it's. And I don't even know, like, I, I don't know if I could do it. Someone could be like, hey, can you, res- in this situation, like, hey, Nelson, I, I really need you to write a response to this. Like, you know, type it all up and be like, man, I am such a piece of shit. I am really, tr- like, actively going out of my way to shit on this guy who is about to lose his life's work. Right. Because the company told me to. <sighs> Activision. I don't know what more, th- 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 those of you that are watching. If any of you guys are still playing Call of Duty, I don't know how you can keep supporting any of this shit. Like, yeah, I, I don't do anything more with Activision right now. Partially, I'm not going to lie, it's really easy for me. That's not a conscious decision because, like, a just and righteous person. But just, like, I don't really like Call of Duty games anymore, man. You're not alone on that. There's like, a lot I of... I just really don't... There's nothing there for me. I've been I, seeing a lot of content creators that I know on Twitter talking about how um, Raven Software, Activision are so out of touch with its player base that it's it's, like... They make these weird decisions that are like, why is this? Why are you doing this? I don't understand it. Also, too, part of the backlash that I've been seeing too, a lot of it seems like people were bored and they were playing it during quarantine. That was the only appeal, and now that well, there was there was nothing else to compete with. And now they've come out on the other side, and they're like, well, not only is Activision a a colossal, I mean, they are the Nazis of the fucking gaming community Right. right now. They really don't care about anyone, and they're doing actual damage to their people, and. Uh, they're putting out really bad products that just, to me, aren't fun. Granted, I understand that I'm probably in what seems like a minority at this point in the fact that I just don't like Battle Royales. So when people release more of them, I disregard it like entirely because I don't want to play Battle Royales. Like, I don't either. I don't and, either. and then to top it all off, all their modern-day like Call of Duty games... Going all the way back to even like Black Blops 3, you know what I mean? Like It's just it's not fun. Like, no, I don't, it's not. I don't have fun with it. Sure... You know, I had fun back when it was World at War, and sure, I had fun with Black Ops 1, but, like, those memories are a long time ago, and unfortunately, I don't have any nostalgia for it, so now I don't have any reason to play any of their games, and they're clearly not developing anything that's going to be worthwhile, not to mention, too, even if they came out with a new game at this point, like, I've heard with the new ones, Warzone, Vanguard, Cold War... Uh, they, they're all shit. They Why? are shit. Because no one's, because clearly no one's working on it because they're too busy raping, drugging, and suing each other at this point. It's the... <laughs> like, they, they really aren't working on the games because now the people who are trying to actually walk work out. on the games are either leaving or they're so harassed at the workplace that they can't really do good work. One of the, uh, one of the, um, things I've been hearing, especially about, um, Vanguard and the new Warzone update is, uh... They've made it to where you essentially need Vanguard to rank up weapons in Call of Duty. And so, that's just another decision that I Rebirth, don't understand. They, they brought Rebirth back, and the same day they brought it back, they removed it. They said, we have, there's an issue with the game with uh, with Rebirth, and we're looking into it. You know what the issue was? Hmm. People were earning weapon XP too fast. So they throttled the weapon XP so that you have to play Vanguard multiplayer in order to rank up weapons, and it takes about eight hours of gameplay to rank up your weapon. It's so weird. I don't understand that. Like, again, it goes back to what I said before. You clearly know what the player base wants. Mm-hmm. Why are you going out of your way to fuck them over? I just don't get it. Like, that, that that's a personal thing. I know I have some pretty radical thinking going on right now. Yeah. But, like, 
what in the actual fuck? I just can't understand why you would go out of your way. And I understand part of it is for profits. And I do understand there are some legitimate, like, reasons to pad your game out a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, some of that is legitimately needed. And I do understand that. Otherwise, people would zip through games because, you know, people binge games. I do get that. But Make it their whole life. Right. And I I get that, especially for a lot of people who are, like, streamers or people, you know. (coughs) But, like, you know... People, hey. people who do this for a living legitimately do go through a lot of content really quickly. So I do understand some of the need to pad your gameplay, but why would you do it so bad to where you know you're fucking people over? Hell, even Halo has this issue where they're just like throttling XP super hard and people are like, hey, dude, what the fuck? Like, you know, it's not even like a fun thing, like how the, like some previous battlefields were like, hey, we want you to really grind and like actually work at, you know, reasonably speaking, you know, work at trying to unlock weapons because, you know, or attachments for him because people because people did appreciate the grind you know it's the same thing like there's a balance it's the same thing with like dark souls like some some levels to make it easier you would need to grind up like some xp so that way you can level up Mm -hmm. but imagine what what it sounds like they're doing is like imagine if we we like double or triple the amount of time that you needed to do that now it's going to be completely void of all ubisoft did this with with uh with um fuck ubisoft with, with ghost recon like with breakpoint and it was just like and their solution to that was to sell people XP boosters. Mm-hmm. So they did it with Assassin's Creed and Ghost Recon, and they were just like, <clears throat> everyone's like, it is really grindy to, to earn XP in this game. And they're like, well, cool. Here's some shit in the store that you can use real money and buy XP boosters with. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, fuck that. Hey, before we go to the next topic, I need water. And I'm going to take a break. I got to piss. You got to piss? Yeah. Right, let's take a break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't help. Me. Don't do steroids. They're not good for you. <laughs> They're good for you. <laughs> Rock's balls are still flat. <laughs> Listen, my balls are not flat. My balls are perfect. <laughs> All right. Now that we're back, let's talk about Bungie. Because last, oh, week, yeah, we did kind of, we so, did kind of touch on them a little bit. So last episode, we last episode we talked about Bungie. Um, th- about the workplace environment. So, in light of this, the uh, head of HR stepped down. So, let's talk about that. I didn't realize it's 4.30 already. So, anyway. So, the Bungie's head of HR steps down. So, CEO also apologizes following the IGN report of the past toxic workplace. Bungie's head of HR, Gail Hunt, has decided to step down from the position of senior of people relations within Bungie. Whether she will stay with the company is currently unknown, but it's a possibility. After the upsetting in-depth report of how the company's attitude was, how it has been changing, isn't, it isn't surprising that there is a shuffling of the deck, so to speak. Though there have been some, Blizzard, <laughs> that have stuck with their guns for baffling reasons outside viewers do not seem to understand, which is true, Bungie is not one of them, but from the sounds of it, DeHaunt made the choice herself and spoke how there needed to be trust between HR and employees. I know that they need to be trusted and to be your advocates, not labeled as enablers and seen as a company resource who provides bad actors with safe harbor. Was seen in the email. This follows the complaint of one of the employees about the distrust currently between HR and the other departments. It is a well-known fact that if you talk to HR, you're putting your own job on the line. One employee was quoted as saying, HR has never been there to protect employees. They've always been there to protect the company. I've watched it happen a few times at Bungie. There's someone in, where someone went to HR and things went completely sideways for them. But it seems that not everyone is free of possible harassment. 
DeHaan revealed that her work within the company for 14 years, that she has also faced abuse from a man, an executive, and someone I thought was my friend at Bungie, which resulted in Bungie fi firing him. This is, did not happen with everyone, though. Bungie CEO Pete Parsons stepped up after the IGN report, though an issue of stepped up after the IGN report uh, through and through though and issued an apology. I'm so retarded right now. Speaking with the team at Bungie, Just he right said, now. "Reading the stories and seeing both <laughs> known and newly surfaced accounts, it is clear that we still have work ahead of us. Indeed, let's hope actions are taken for the sake of the employees at Bungie." End of the article. So. Um, it does seem that Bungie is trying to do what they can to improve the workplace for people. Um, even though, like we did discuss in the last episode, the people still don't trust HR and people at the top. Well, it's kind of really hard because, I mean, even someone like myself, I was going to make the joke, but, um, HR isn't really normally there for their employees. Sure. When it's employee to employee squabbles, they'll, you know, step right. in. Yes. But like when it comes to the company, that's what HR is there for. HR is there to keep the company in guidelines and to keep them safe. It's not really for the people. That like, was the thing. Like what? Like I'll use an. At least I, that, that's the notion that I kind of grew up and had. I've had issues with HR at a company that I worked with, and totally not the one you're with now. No, no. I mean, the one that I worked with when I was in construction, like the 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 shop manager was a fucking prick, to the point where he was he he even like would scream at the president of the company because he's just out of his mind. He's bipolar Jesus. as fuck. And he got and his his punishment was sent to mandatory anger management. Mm -hmm. And he still kept on with his bullshit. Like there was one time where uh, I came in. I used to work at six in the morning and I would be in there. I wasn't even there for five minutes. And we had the the shipment of sheet metal coils come in. And they needed to be stocked. By the way, oh, I remember you told me this before. Um, the dude like made you like sweep it up with a broom. He was like, like so. It was in the winter time, and he has this thing where he doesn't want snow on the company vehicles. So we bring all the vehicles into the shop. Well, what happens to snow when it's in a heated environment? It fucking melts. And because they don't have anywhere for water to go except out the door, there was p puddles of water everywhere. But also, these coils were lined up all inside of the shipping area, and like the first task I was, I had to do was stock these things. These coils need to be lifted with a crane because they're sheet metal and they're thousands of pounds. Right, yeah. I hadn't even been there for five minutes and I was starting to do that. He, this guy ended up showing up to work early. Actually, no, I was there at 5, 5.30. No, because it snowed, so I was there earlier than that. So I, I was there at 5.30, getting the drivers out into their first delivery, and then immediately started like stocking. Like, the fucking cleaning of that area is not my task. Like My task was in charge of shipping of that at that time because i was filling in for the the manager mm -hmm. he comes in he's just like what the fuck is all this water doing in here this is a fucking hazard he's like yelling at me he's like he walks up to me with a mop and he hands me a mop he's just like what do they teach you in the military you know better than this when there's water you do what you mop it up right and he's like he just like handed me the mop and he's like basically saying like what are they teaching the military and shit? And I'm just like, I looked at him and he walked away and I took the mob and I fucking chucked it. And he just was like, you know, and then he eventually apologized to me because he knew I was probably going to kill him. But <laughs> I couldn't go to HR. We do not condone assault here. <laughs> but I couldn't go to HR. And the reason why is because HR was his wife. 
So tell me there's not a conflict of interest. I, I would have I would have gotten there and be like, listen, tell your husband to get his shit together. Tell your husband to get his shit together before you become a widow. And find a new husband. And the guy also hit on my ex. I had a Christmas party. Yeah, no, you told you told me that too. And shit. I was just like, You're really gonna hit on hit on my girl in front of me? And I just gave him this look. And he's uh, like, oh, yeah, this is Stephanie, huh? And he's, like, looking at me. He kind of gave me the side eye with his arm around her. And I'm looking at her. And I'm just like, you really don't want to do that. And, uh, he, and he, like, removed his arm. And I'm just like, you really going to fucking put your hands on my girl and fucking flirt with her in front of me? I'm like, I... <laughs> he knew. He knows. He, he knew. He, like, he was drunk and he was doing something stupid. And then he realized in the middle of it, it was like, this is not a good idea. I'm like... At least that thought came to him. <laughs> and I, yeah, it did. At I'm the like, very guess what? least. <clears throat> well, a, we're at a bar. And B, we're not at work. And you're in my world now. Whereas, like, I could fuck you up right here in front of everybody. And the most that will happen is the cops come. You know, he touched my girl and I beat the shit out of him. And no one, no one at that place, because they were all workers and they all hated him. Ain't nobody no going to take his. He had no backup. <laughs> no backup. No one was going to help him on that fucking thing. So, speaking of shitty companies, we're going to talk about Ubisoft. Yay. Ubisoft is facing what they're calling the Great Exodus. Activision Part 2. Activision 2. <laughs> so, staff are leaving Ubisoft in what's been dubbed the Great Exodus. As reported by Axios, there's been a wave of resignation from the company over the past 18 months at all levels of the business. A range of reasons have been cited for departures including low pay, competitive opportunities elsewhere, frustration at the company's creative direction, NFTs, and unease at the handling of workplace misconduct, which I had a feeling this is all why. Also, by the way, good for those employees. That's that's how you fucking take care of it. You just get the fuck out of there. Yep. Especially if you do it en masse, then the company's definitely going to the company's either going to change or they're going to die. Yes. Like don't get me wrong. I would like as much as I keep saying like I would love for Activision to die. I would love for Activision to actually change and get good people in there who like really want to do good shit. So that way they, you know, that's they become a good yes. company. Like that would be awesome. But at the same time too though, unfortunately with the fact that even we talked before even if Bobby Kotick leaves and someone decent takes his place, the board of directors are still going to be shitbags and they're still going to allow tons of terrible shit. Or they're going to put somebody just like him in their in his place. I don't know if we can get any worse than Bobby Kotick. I bet you we can. So Let's see. The next one will actually kill the secretary. <laughs> one experienced developer who recently left. He might actually pull it off, huh? <laughs> no witnesses. Jeez. So anyway, one experienced developer who recently left the company is an easy target for recruiters own, uh, owing to these issues. Resignations include five top 25 de developers credited on Far Cry 6, the company's biggest game of 2021. Twelve of the top 50 who worked on Assassin's Creed Valhalla, have also left. A number of ex-employees spoke with Axios about their reasons for leaving. One former employee was disappointed with the directives of the company's head and office in Paris. There's something about management and creative scrapping by the, by the, with the bare minimum... Oh, there's, a, there's something about management and the creative scraping by with the bare minimum that really turned me away, they said. One programmer was able to triple their pay by leaving. Triple. Jesus. Creative scraping creative the creative scraping by with bare minimum ubisoft has recently offered pay raises to, in all of its canadian studios though workers in other studios are frustrated in response the canadian studios have been particularly hit hard by departures 
with at least 60 workers leaving in the last six months, according to LinkedIn. The Montreal area is currently experiencing a growth of opportunity in the gaming industry. Ubisoft has been hit with criticism following its handling of workplace misconduct allegations. Ubisoft Chief Chief People Executive uh, Chief People Officer Anika Grant recently admitted the company's mishandled complaints by causing a lack of trust. I think abuse and toxicity are, contrib- are contributing factors, but not deciding ones for most. One current Ubisoft developer told Axios, women and people of color experience them as deciding factors. Developers of the company are also disappointed with its inclusion of NFTs. Hmm. 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 French trade union Solidaire's informatique. Ah, oh, that's French shit, which represents Ubisoft employees in Paris, called the technology a useless, costly, ecologically mortifying tech. <laughs> Ubisoft management told Axios that despite the, at- uh, the attrition, the company has hired 2,600 new employees since April. Our attention today is, few- is a few percentage points above where it typically is, said Grant, but it's still within industry norms. So as I had said, the creative direction and the workplace te- toxicity are the two biggest factors, from what it seems, of why people are leaving. Well, we also talked about before, um, me and you talked about before, that there's also mentioned of a, quote, French ceiling, especially like they're just not letting people who aren't French actually stop messing with it. Um, I was turning you up. I know. But still, uh, um, to where like there's a lot of discrimination because people who aren't French are part of the French departments aren't actually getting as many opportunities as well. So it's becoming very hard for a lot of other people to be like, oh, yeah, I'm totally going to stick with this company now that I have no mobility. Right. It's And triple your pay? Fuck, dude. Like, yeah. whatever you aren't, like, my salary? Like, holy shit. I want to know where they went. That's that's tripling your 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 salary based just off of leaving. Do you know like, how even if it wasn't like in in total like that much, you got to think though to triple your salary, that guy was probably making you know at least what it seems to me is a reasonable amount, probably something around twenty thousand, and now he's probably making what sixty? Yeah, sixty thousand. Like that is I'm not gonna lie, that's not a ton of money, but going from twenty some thousand to like sixty some thousand or a even big seventy thousand, that's a huge jump. That guy's life is probably so much better than it was. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> And here's the thing. Developers of the company are also disappointed with the inclusion of NFTs. This is actually going to segue right into our next topic. Because um, the CEO said that this is just the beginning. The NFTs for Ubisoft Courts are just the beginning. And the numbers for this are just laughable. How many NFTs since this inclusion do you think they've sold? Thousands. Fifteen. Really? 15 sales of nfts at a total of about 300 bucks how much do you think these nfts are being resold for thousands of dollars hundreds of thousands of dollars that's stupid anywhere ranging between 630 something dollars to 425 thousand dollars hey guys i have the rights and ownership of this serial number fuck yeah yeah like fuck dude it's 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 kind of funny because it's just like oh cool your little blockchain bullshit ain't working so Ubisoft, no, I, I think it's hilarious that it's not working for them. I love the I'm, fact I'm, I'm it's happy not about it. So Ubisoft doubles down on NFTs, calls them a major change that will take time. Ubisoft, the company behind the franchises like Assassin's Creed and Far Cry, first broached the topic of NFTs back in early November, revealing plans to one day implement them into its games, also develop blockchain games. I still don't know what a blockchain is. 
we learned a month later this month that Ubisoft comments November were, were less of a broach of NFTs and more preparation for the reveal of its NFT-based pla- platform called Quartz. Quartz is now in beta where players can earn NFT cosmetic items to use in Ghost Recon Breakpoint. However, the announcement and reveal of Quartz was met oh, with criticism, shit. with many calling for Ubisoft to back off the idea of NFTs in its games. A report from Eurogamer reveals that Quartz digit recipients have sold a total of just 15 of these NFTs, likely a number much smaller than Ubisoft anticipated. You think? You think? 15? You think they thought they'd sell less than 20? Let alone less than a couple thousand of them? No, I think that's hilarious. I think they expected tens of thousands of transactions in less than 20. They didn't, no one ever thought less than 20. And, And the fact that they weren't even like super like. What's that? can what are you doing to that can nothing i'm breaking it down what are you doing to the can you mean so you popping the hole at the top was was for no reason it's a habit dude oh it's i'm like are you about to throw a danger in no it's it's a it's a normal habit anybody think he's lying is that your hand on the bible moment yeah i guess <laughs> sorry it is with the other hand correct <laughs> <laughs> i'm like watching you po- crack the hole at the top of that and i'm like is someone about to make a spitter no it is a habit though i actually uh, the other day i was drinking and i had like four or five of them like pop the holes in. <laughs> as you pop a hole and you're like i'm not dipping what am i doing a lot of times um i still actually have a I've actually uh, done by habit a couple of times. There was one where I had the uh, one of the really, really big grizzly cans that someone got me before I stopped. And um, I still keep it because it's kind of like just cool, like a little memento. It's totally empty at this point. And I looked at it. I was like, there's no way I still have some in here. I looked at that can like 15 times because it's a habit. I like look at it. I'm like, oh, cool. Uh, oh, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> it brings back memories. So anyway, so still in a new interview with the crypt. Ubisoft's blockchain technical director revealed that the company is still committed to the technology, as reported by Video Games Chronicle. We have received a lot of feedback since the announcement. We hear both encouragement and concerns, Didier Ganevis said. We understand that the sentiment towards the technology comes from, and we need to keep taking it into consideration every step of the way. This experiment is meant to understand how the value proposition of the decentralization can be received and embraced by our players. We know it's a major change that will take time, but we will stay true to our three principles. According to Genevois, I'm sure that's how it's said, these three principles are use the tech responsibly, build a safe environment, and only leverage energy-proficient proof-of-stake blockchains and focus on meaningful value propositions of players that benefit their gaming experience. Tell me how buying shit like that benefits your gaming experience. Yes. Except for the whole point of we want to make money. Decrypt interviewed Genevois in light of yesterday's announcement that Ubisoft is partnering with Aleph.im, a company that will give Ubisoft a place to decentralize storage for NFT assets, which Ubisoft calls digits on the Quartz platform. Our main objective with Ubisoft Quartz is to showcase the true value of decentralization to our players, Genevois told Decrypt. Aleph.im played a key role in realization of our vision by allowing us to go one step further and decentralize the storage of digits, video asset, and metadata. What are these words? 
Left.im yeah. founder Jonathan Eskimo yes. believes that most big publishers will end up proposing in-game NFT support, according to Crypt. It seems EA is intent on making it happen, at least. As its CEO Andrew Wilson recently said, NFTs and blockchain games are the future of our industry. Epic Games CEO Tim Sweeney said, block, said back in October that for now, its Epic Games Store welcomes games that use blockchain tech, too. At the moment, the use of cryptocurrencies is largely, largely viewed as harmful to the planet. Ethereum, one of the most used cryptocurrencies, though, is working on something that calls the merge, which says it will start the era of more sustainable, eco-friendly Ethereum. Only time will tell of how green Ethereum becomes. It's this all sounds like they're like NFTs are keeping us from having to generate more data for stuff and within games. I don't think that's the case though. Like at all, everything that I've been told about NFTs is literally about them trying to sell the shit. That's, that's all it is. under the guise of like it's more eco friendly. I mean, to be a hundred percent honest though, like it, when it comes to being eco friendly, I'm okay with like doing things to like not destroy the planet, and that's cool. That's okay. But but to I, sell it to you, but I but well one to sell it to you, but also too, I don't think that the the planet is hinging on whether or not you generated more data or not. Like it's just not. Like I'm sorry, it's not. That's not what you're doing. No, it's not. Like well, it, that's not going to save the planet because your NFTs are more green. What's going to save the planet is things like pollution, you know, landfill control, things like that. You know, sustainable energy, not you not making as much fucking artwork or fucking data on your fucking uh, servers. Fuck you. Well, the NFT route has been taking a weird, grimy turn, especially like Stanley. Stanley's dead. Mm -hmm. But the person in charge of his Twitter is promoting NFTs on his fucking Twitter. That is shameful. Yeah. That person needs shot. It's vile. It's That's what it is. It's just like, what the fuck? Jesus. And it's like, Stanley would is, not is, want is, this. Is his estate like gonna take control of that at all? I don't know, because I could see that being a huge controversial thing. Because like I know like the uh, the Tolkien estate is very um, controlling of what is published with know, Lord of the Rings, with Lord of the Rings, and with his you know his name likeness anything like that like they are very controlling of that and i mean as they should be as well like it's not well, the guy's dead and exactly. anybody can take advantage of that yeah. And, and that's and, what the estates are for. Yeah. They're to keep people from exploiting a dead person. Yeah. And um, I, I for profit, I should say. I mean, to be fair, I don't know who's in control of Stanley's estate. Like, if it, I was, don't either. if it was his daughter who, like, kind of abused the fuck out of him in his, like, last days, maybe nothing will happen. I know. It, it sucks to see, like, the backlash on that. It's on itself. And people are also um, using Bob Ross in NFTs, his, some of his art. Some of the, like, uh, Funko. You know the Funko Pops? Yeah. The, like, the bobblehead-looking things? Yeah. So they're selling Funko Pop NFTs of Bob Ross. And it's ironic that they're doing that because if anybody was against shit like that, and the guy lived his life in a way to keep, to, like, to be, like, to stand up against shit like that. Bob Ross. Bob Ross dedicated his whole life up into his death of fuck them art should not be you know paywalled essentially mm -hmm. or the learning of art should not be paywalled and they're exploiting bob ross and his art and his likeness to make a profit off of this new fad and it sucks because it's like this this fad is 
I thought it was just like one of those things. This this is probably one of those things that I've 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 never seen anything like this get so much backlash and get disregarded by so many fucking like people despite of the backlash and say like we we hear you but we don't give a shit at at such a large level. Like you got publishers and other major companies all over the place that know nobody wants this shit, but yet here they go making one after another after another after well, it's another. Just, it's just some weird shit when it comes to that because unfortunately like uh, it's it's all for them to try to make a profit and then to try to get ahead. Like I know one thousand percent that the guy in charge of fucking Ubisoft right now isn't doing it because he's making a profit right now. He's doing it because he thinks he can get ahead of the game. Right. And that's and while I do understand the idea behind that and that is in philosophy kind of a, a an okay thing to try to get ahead of the ball. Well, that's fine. But um, the issue though definitely becomes well, you know. What if you're wrong? Right. Like, what if it's a dead end? It very and, well could and be. And now, it, well, I think it's going to be a dead end. Well, it's hard to say because there is one thing that this didn't talk about. Um, actually, well, let me look this up right now. Because the Ubisoft, let me see. Ubisoft. There's got to be another article on this. Let me look here. This is on the 18th. I'm trying to find the because they, there was an article I read about the like the whole like meeting that they had regarding this whole thing and the developers voicing their concerns on this too. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not good. I don't want to use Kotaku. Well, actually, this Kotaku article actually wasn't that bad. I will say that. It's, this one actually dives straight into the topic and the issues at hand. This is the one that I read. All right, let's go. Let's look at this article. So Ubisoft boss tells employees that NFTs are just the beginning. So Ubisoft CEO... Uh, Yves Guillemont held a video Q&A this week to try to reassure developers about the company's controversial new push behind NFTs, according to multiple sources who were in attendance. But they said that the answers were vague and leaned on buzzwords like Metaverse and Web 3.0, having some disheartened by the company's latest PR disaster as before. The meeting in which sources said wasn't yet scheduled when the week started came after the official reveal of Ubisoft's new blockchain-based tech called Quartz was widely mocked online, and the video showcasing it received more over 40,000 downvotes on YouTube. Kotaku previously reported that developers of the company were critical of the rollout as well, with an internal announcement exploding in hundreds of comments that ranged from skepticism, skeptical, skeptical, skeptical and dismissive. Jesus, Brock. The initiative kicked you off. Okay? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> the initiative kicked off with three cosmetic NFTs and Ghost Recon Breakpoint, including one that required players to have logged over 600 hours in-game to redeem. Axios reported earlier this week that players have already started at least trying to resell and resell the tokens on third-party platforms for amounts that wishfully range from hundreds of dollars to hundreds of thousands of dollars. Inside of the Ubisoft Paris studio, which makes Breakpoint, some developers are worried about, uh, about a game that spent years rehabilitating after a disastrous 2019 launch 
having its reputation dragged back through the mud just so the company can, ta- can stake its claim in the latest speculative tech fad. Indeed, according to a recent Ubisoft community report reviewed by Kotaku, the announcement of Quartz led to an unprecedented negative swing in player sentiment about the live source open world shooter, which is a valid thing to be concerned about as a developer. This game had such a bad launch in 2019 and that they've spent the last several years trying to improve it and rectify that. And now Ubisoft is like, we're going to fucking exploit it on the new tech fad. And and the, the developers are like, people don't want this and they're going to backlash hard. Especially on a game that we've busted our asses to fucking fix. To, to unfuck, yeah. Like we unfucked this disaster. Where we we've been in the process of unfucking this Volume disaster. Maximized. What the fuck was that? <coughs> anyway, oh, Jesus. Ah. And so earlier this. <laughs> and so earlier this week, Guillemot parachuted into Q and A with developers in Paris Studio, an action which sources told Kotaku he did not even undertake last summer, when the company was completely un- un- upended by widespread allegations of sexual misconduct. Now here's a f- that's pretty fucking crazy. So he went to a Q and A with devs about this topic, but wouldn't go into Q and A about hey sexual misconduct and allegation like all this all this other well, misconduct in the workplace well, yeah, he doesn't give a fuck about that he he cares about his baby the nfts yeah the money there's no money in that so according to them the ubisoft co-founder said the backlash to the court's announcement was expected and likened it to initial public outcry over previous new developments in the games industry like dlc microtransactions and loot boxes the implication that seemed to be the nfts would become similarly accepted over time some employees were concerned by comparison since even Ubisoft's own microtransactions like XP boosters still regularly draw scrutiny from players. So essentially what he's saying, NFTs are going to be, you know, like there's going to be backlash similar to microtransactions and loot boxes, but eventually people are just going to conform to it anyway. So what he's saying is we're going to beat the players into submission yeah, until they just accept it because we're going to keep it here until as they just as say, as long as they say, as, they're gonna, they're gonna keep it here through the backlash, and then eventually people are just gonna like they are gonna beat the player base into submission. Essentially, is that's what that is saying. We are gonna make you have this. We're gonna force this shit to be in this game, regardless of your opinion on it. And you're gonna eventually just come to terms with the fact that this is the shit's not going anywhere. And eventually, you're just gonna start buying it because you're gonna start buying it because now it's a thing. Yeah, well, I mean, you got to make a good game first. So, it, it's just the, the logic behind that is such a fucking problem. Well, I mean, stop playing Ubisoft games. Stop. Yes, exactly. But I you mean, know what? Again, Convince not really a lifestyle pe- change for me. But um, I mean, if y'all want to play some shitty games, that's the, fine. The, but... the problem is convincing hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of people to fucking actually get on board with stop supporting this shit. Otherwise. Are you tired? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not that tired. Am I boring you? <laughs> oh, come on, Brock. I'm not No, bored. but like, like, why is the fact that this is even like a strategy of keeping this a thing is like the whole fact of like beat, beat the player base into submission until they, you know, they don't want to, they, they, they think this is a normal, th- a normal thing for this game to have. Why? I keep having flickering in my light. It's really annoying. Um, no, I think the, the issue again is, yeah, I mean, I think eventually the player base will come to 
Why do you keep fucking with the light, dude? Because it's it keeps falling over and it's causing a flickering on my screen. Mm. Well, the issue is just that we we need people to just understand that this isn't good for us. No, it's not as gamers, and I think eventually it'll happen. But it needs to happen. It really does because like this shit's only going to get worse. So when Gilmont was pressed for the details about what new types of gameplay nfts and blockchain technology would make possible sources told kotaku the ceo didn't really provide any instead he spoke more broadly about how concepts like the metaverse would allow players to build and sell virtual houses and have agency in the game creation process itself so now you want us to build the games for you fuck dude like sources at gilmont also uh, frequently referred roblox and the gaming social media platform hybrid recently valid over 45 million uh, 45 billion but it wasn't clear to them what aspects of roblox wild success would become more easily attainable through courts they were also concerned that gilmont's apparent enthusiasm for a gaming model which recently investigations by youtube documentary group people make games have revealed to be built on player exploitation and shoddy regulation leading to unsafe online communities in addition to concerns about impact of blockchain tech on the environment and NFTs reputation of being pyramid schemes, some some Ubisoft developers are also worried about how the integration of the technology will impact game development. The scope of many ex, uh, existing Ubisoft games already leads to lots of crunch and cut features and adding yet another type of microtransaction economy that leads to be managed could siphon away even more resources. I'm here to make games and promote fun and entertainment, one current developer told Kotaku, and I don't see how this is going in that direction. It's just another way to milk money. However, Damn. those trade-offs shake out. Sources said Gilmont made one thing very clear. Ghost Recon's NFTs are just the beginning. Ubisoft currently has many more plans, such as broader ones, for pushing blockchain tech into its other games of feature. Now, after this, after this article came out, Ubisoft announced that they are working on a Splinter Cell reboot. And it's going to be open world, like every other Ubisoft game in existence right now. So this whole meeting and the announcement of Splinter Cell de- like, does not give me any confidence in the next Splinter well, Cell I'm just, title. I'm just not going to buy it. Like... I, I, I'm going to get it just to show everyone. Like I'm calling this now. It's going to be open world bullshit loaded with microtransactions. There's going to be a tower and- that you claim. <laughs> right a tower maybe not a tower you claim but there's gonna be something that you claim like a tower that like will reveal parts of the map for you and it's gonna be the same fucking shit that every game that ubisoft has been making is gonna roll out with and you're gonna hate it it's gonna be a bastardized version of splinter cell they're gonna completely this is a complete reboot they're gonna change lambert they're gonna change sam fisher they're gonna change this change that change this and and then it's gonna be loaded with all kinds of shit like nfts yeah Hundred percent, and you're gonna be like this game. This is, it's gonna be the most out of touch. And and this is coming off of them talking about it's an early early development. We're gonna we're trying to do it right. No, you're not. You're trying to exploit it and milk money. That's what that's what Ubisoft is gonna do. And I don't I don't development even their one of their developers even said exactly that. It's literally just to get more money. And it's I feel so bad for the developers because I know they don't want to make a bad Splinter Cell game. 
I don't understand. And like, they're being forced to. I don't understand. If you're making so much money already, why are you trying to milk more money out of it? Like, what's the purpose of that? Money? No, but like, what's the purpose of that? Because they want all of it. But th- that doesn't make any sense. Exactly. No one understands why companies I, do this I, shit. I don't. I don't get it. It's like it's not enough to make tens of billions of dollars. You want to make all of it. I, I really don't understand. It's it's something I I don't get, understand. When you get it someone, when you get someone uh, like up at the top, who I mean, the CEO of Ubisoft has to be a multimillionaire. Why do you need more money? What's the point? You no, know, multi-billionaire. What's the point of it? I don't care. Like, what's the point of having that They're much really, money? See, that's the thing. There really isn't the point. And it's like, why do you need more? Like, why do you need more? Like, why is this not enough for you? And it's 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 got to be like a rich person mentality where it's like they have to be the elite. They have to be the most rich. And I don't see what what is being so elite about that. I don't, I don't get it. I don't like, get it either, dude. It, trust me. I don't get it. This is a question that's been racking my brain forever. Like, why do these rich CEOs... Always, why are they always on the hunt for more? You have more than you could ever need. Why do you need more than that? And some of them are so rich that they could stop making money right now and live the rest of their life super comfortably, super luxury, and never run out of money. And not even just the CEO. There's a lot of executives that in the, oh, the yeah, top I of mean, these definitely. companies that but can do just, this. Yeah, I don't understand it. Like, I, I really don't understand. It it it. I don't under, and the thing also I don't understand is like how do they not see how are they so out of touch of you know that they don't know that they, they're still willing to do this regardless of what, they know what we want and the really shitty part too is, is that these companies would make so much more money if you just made good goddamn games it they and they choose not to for the sake of like they want to exploit it for more money and it's like but nobody wants that why do you want to just ruin these games just for the sake of making money? Like, you, they don't care. They don't care about the, the like, product. Because it, it makes no sense. If you just made a good product, one, your developers would love to work for you if you let them work on good products. And there are, they would there are studios it. out there. Like, look at Santa Monica, the guys that make God of War. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, look at people who, like, you know, From Software. Like, they just make good products. And I bet you everyone who works on those type of projects that are you know good legitimately quality project projects where they're the company's just trying the best that they can to make a good yes. product people love working for that so then you don't have a, a work problem now you still make plenty of fucking more than enough money than you'll ever need and people like from software people like santa monica um they make so much money because their products are good and if you notice, they're not having problems with work environments. They're not having problems with all this other shit. And they're still making plenty of fucking money. You know what's a really funny example of... And this is an... It's a movie that's really old. You know Grandma's Boy? Mm-mm. You've never seen Grandma's Boy? No. Watch it. Okay. It's a comedy. It's made by uh, Happy Madison. Okay. The guy, you know, like, you know, the guys that do, like, Happy Gilmore and shit. Yeah. I mean, Adam Sandler's not in it, but... It's about a guy that he lives at his grandma's house. He's a video game developer. And, like, the CEO, like, the the guy that's at the top of the fucking publisher that he works for, um, doesn't, he like, essentially wants a game, that the next game to be, like, this, make all this money. And at the end of it, essentially, like, the game is a flop, and the game that he's working on independently is a success. And this game, this movie came out, like, in the mid 2000s yeah so or early 2000s actually so like and it highlights the problems of today 
Like if oh, you watch if you watch it today, it's a funny movie, but it's also extremely relatable to how game publishing actually works. And it's it's funny because I never actually knew this. I never realized this because I was young and I was just like, cool, oh that's funny. And it's like it says, oh, if you make a good game, it's successful. Blah 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 blah. Good guy wins at the end. But at the but now it's just like no, it's not the case anymore. And it's like wow, that's actually no. I definitely still say that that is the case. It's just there's not a lot of. Um, like even mid-sized companies that are making these great games that are becoming successes, you have a bunch of these really big mega corporations that are just shit bags and they make shitty games. Call of Duty, you know, Activision, right. Ubisoft, yes. Bungie even, you know, and it's just, it's just a huge problem. Fuck. Like actually there was a, there was a question that, uh, a guy that I watched quite a bit on YouTube post, uh, kind of posed. And it was actually, I think, a question from one of his viewers. And they asked, they're like, do you think video gaming has already peaked? And not, like, graphically. Not like, you know, the engines. Because obviously that technology will almost always improve. And, peaked you know, as in, like, its ideas? Creative, yes. Create, yeah, creative direction. Creatively, do you think it's already peaked? Yeah. And... I think it might have. And if it's already peaked, then everything's going to get shittier from here. Obviously there will be other good games and things like that. But like you look at like a lot of other things, like think about it, like back in like th something like 2007, things like Bioshock mm -hmm. system shock, right? We had other creative ideas that at the time were new, you know, things like left for dead. We had halo gears of war was getting its start, right? All these completely new ideas that didn't have any basis. Sure. Some of them were a little bit more similar. Sure. You take something like gears of war, you know, you have big burly Marines with fucking chainsaws attacking monsters, right? Sure. Pretty basic concept, but it, it was a completely new idea at the time. Right. You know what I mean? Like realistically speaking, there was not a whole lot of games out there that had guns and chainsaws as one item. Right. And sure. You know, now Gears of War is a little overdone with four and five when it should have ended it with three, but like, and that's fine, but we had all these new ideas. You had uh, completely new ideas and things that also had a lot of like, story direction as well with them you take something like bioshock right it had a really co cool story to it completely underwater city okay cool atlantis no not atlantis a dystopia right okay cool you know cool was it about there's a lot of philosophy involved but there's also really good gameplay like they didn't sacrifice anything when making the game right they just made a good game that they thought was awesome now it's like it seems like they're out of ideas almost like movies now um, they're, they're out of ideas and like creatively and they're just making all kinds well, of weird Well, because shit. unfortunately now it's like, um, for some of them I'm definitely happy about, like obviously we've talked about Crash Bandicoot, Spyro for like remakes and those are okay. Like that's mm -hmm. not bad. And I could understand wanting to make remakes for those games because back they were on the PS1. Mm -hmm. There was no way to play those games and not everyone had a PS1. So I thought that was really cool. You know, that's okay, cool. But there's no creative direction. No one's... The, the the issue with the movie industry and the issue with what we're doing right now for video games is is that there's too much money involved and people aren't doing it because they love it anymore. They're doing it to make the money. They're doing it to make money because we got people like Body Bobby Kotick, Body Kotick, uh, but like we have people like that who are in charge of these industries and they're fucking it up. Sure, maybe Bobby Kotick did a lot of things for Activision and Blizzard because he knew how to market, and that's sure important. You're right. You can make the greatest game ever, but if no one knows about it, no one plays it. And I I do get that. Right. But the issue was, you go back to the 90s, you go back to the early 2000s, um, sure, video games have been around for a while back then, but, like, people were coming up with ideas, people were doing new stuff, you know, Sly Cooper, fucking uh, Ratchet and Clank, you know, Call of Duty was still new back then, you know, yeah. you had a bunch of stuff that was all really, you know, awesome, but 
now they're just doing like why why are they making Call of Duty right now? Because it makes money. Because it makes money. Uh, the story does not need to be told. We're not talking about any wars. We're not educating anyone. You're not even making a good game anymore. As far as I'm concerned, everything after fucking Black Ops One can burn in hell because none of them are good products. The multiplayer's are shit. The story's shit. The mechanics are shit. The only thing new that they added was, what, a Battle Royale map? Congratulations, you made a worse PUBG. And PUBG, as far as I'm concerned, controversial opinion, is a shitty game regardless. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, like, everything involved a Battle Royale, I swear to God, I, I really wanted PUBG to, to trademark the Battle Royale genre so I didn't see it anymore. It's how shitty it is. But... But apart from me being on my soapbox, you have all these things, and people aren't doing it because they want to tell a story. They're not doing it because, like, wow, you know, I really want to, you know, make a really cool game. Sure, you have things like God of War that where they're like, hey, we have a story, we're telling the story, you know, here's this awesome game, mm-hmm. right? That, that's cool, that's awesome. But like, um, but the issue is though is that what happens when they finish God of War, right? It's over, right? It'd be done. Well, now what, right? It's like uh, look at something like Bloodborne. They told they they made a really cool game, and sure they totally could have made a sequel about it, and I would even be happy if they made a sequel. But from software also said, hey, we made the one game. It didn't really have a spinoff story or something else to tell. We told the entire story for that for that game. Right. It's done. You know what I mean? And so it was a really fucking awesome game because they were excited and they wanted to tell a story and make a really cool game. Now the issue is is that they don't. No one else does that anymore. There is no creativity. You're not. We're not asking a story writer, "Hey, make me a bomb ass story, and we're gonna make a game around it." Right. They're just saying, "Hey, we're gonna make Call of Duty again, or we're gonna make the Ubisoft game again, again." You know, and that's all it is because they just want more money. Especially considering half of this stuff. I mean, seriously, everything from Call of Duty Black Ops Three onward literally is all small enough to where they could have all been expansion packs. Yes, that's how bad it is. Well, uh, on a note of companies that are backtracking on their decision for NFTs and stuff, or money milking uh, money milking uh, practices, Stalker Two developer they U-turn on the NFT plans after a huge backlash. So you mean to tell me that someone listened to people? Damn, that's that's a shocker in itself. I'm actually very happy. Like, good for them for you know. So the studio will now cancel anything NFT related just a few days after announcing its plan. Stalker 2 will no longer have any non-fungible tokens, NFTs, following a remarkable U-turn by its developer, GSC Game World. The studio announced earlier this week that it'll be teaming up with NFT trading platform DM Market, D Market, uh, to use blockchain technology and said it claimed it would let the community own a piece of Stalker 2. Players would have been able to register for item drops the first of which was going to be an auction at an auction that allowed one player to become an NPC in the game. Oh, yeah, it's true. I remember hearing about this. Which is due to due for release on PC and Xbox Series X in April 2022. Or, as GSC Game World put it, it would initiate its metaversal bridge and bring a new digital era and unique meta experience you've never had before. Now, just a few days later, all of these plans have been scrapped. On Thursday, the official Stalker Twitter account posted a lengthy statement explaining that it wanted to use potential income from NFT to improve the long-awaited game to make it better. Although this tweet appeared to be reiterating its commitment to use NFTs, it did dial back the significance of what it offered, stating that the NPC offers was just the faces of several NPCs who weren't even involved in the story. 
So just fucking, and you would be like some random ass person in the world. I would still actually love if they took that principle of like, they're going to do like a random raffle, like, you know, enter in, you know what I mean? Kind of like how you do for like some of the free trial. Essentially that's what it was. Free trial. Well, I mean, yeah, but not an auction. Right. Like, that's what I'm just saying. Like, um, The highest bidder will be an NPC. Yeah, I don't like that. But like, it would be really cool though if they're just like, hey, you know, submit like, you know, your name, your email, and, you know, a picture of you. Or something like that, or maybe your avatar, you know, something like that. And then, hey, you have a random chance of maybe becoming a random NPC. Could you imagine how cool that would be? You just start playing the game, and you're like, holy shit, I'm right there. Oh, look, it's me. (laughs) That would be cool, but still. So despite its attempt at an explanation, fan backlash continued. Just a few hours later, the tweet was deleted and replaced with a new, much shorter statement announcing plans to completely scrap the idea. Oh, so it took hours. Dear Stalkers, it read, we hear you. Based on the feedback we received, we've made a decision to cancel anything NFT-related in Stalker 2. The interests of our fans and players are the top priority of the team. We're making this game for you to enjoy, whatever the cost is. If you care, we care too. I, I don't know. I, now, I'm always going to assume that they're doing some kind of angle because it's a company. Right. But at the same time, too, though, if they are legitimately saying, like, hey, they didn't like this, and so, like, we need to walk back on this, awesome. Yes. Like, that's how it should be. At the time of writing, the tweet has over 116,000 likes. GSC Game World and the latest line of developers and publishers embracing NFTs, despite what appears to be a sizable dis- uh, degree of resistance from players, it's the first notable example of a developer backtracking following a negative response, however. Ubisoft recently announced it plans to add NFTs to its games, which were met with overwhelming backlash, resulting in its announced trailer to get more than 95% dislikes. Yet, at the same time, they're like, we're doubling down because they'll, eventually they'll just like it. Fuck you, Ubisoft. I'm actually really happy that a company like Stalker over here didn't double down on it because now right. because now other people are like, hey, so cool, you're going to keep doing it, but they're not, they're not, they're not, they're not. Okay, cool, yeah, fuck you. And you're going to stop participating or dealing with it. You would hope. You would hope. I mean, I think I think Ubisoft is really shooting themselves in the foot because it's not like they make different games. People are eventually going to be like, yeah, whatever, dude. Yeah, I know. So, let's talk about... Ready or not. So, right. so SWAT game loses publisher following school shooting comments. Now, I want to reiterate that this is not why they split with the publisher. They actually made an announcement of why. Void Interactive has lost a publisher for its SWAT game, Ready or Not, days after comments suggested it would include a school shooting mission. The game was released to early access 17th of December, but in a, in a statement on Twitter, Void Interactive said it would part ways with the publisher Team 17. Though no reasons have been given so far, a recent Reddit post asking if the game would include a school shooting level, received a response from one of the game's developers saying, you better believe it's gonna. Ready or not, as a first-person shooter in which SWAT police units are called to defuse hostile and confronting situations, according to the game's Steam page. Void Interactive told, and Team 17 have mutually agreed that Team 17 will no longer publish Ready or Not, reads the tweet from Void Interactive. We're confident that this is the right path, for the future of Ready or Not, and we thank Team 17 for partnership and wish them great success in their spectrum of games. A follow-up tweet reads, We also would like to reassure everyone that we were committed to our vision of Ready or Not as a hardcore tactical shooter. We are continually scanning player feedback and will be rolling out frequent patches and updates over the coming weeks and months. So you said you've been playing this? Yes. It's, Is it good? Oh, yeah. What's it on? It's on, P- it's on Steam. That's dumb. Sorry. Team 17 responded to Kotaku, Team 17 Digital and Void Interactive have mutually agreed Ready or Not will no longer be published by Team 17. A Team 17 spokesperson said, We wish the team at Void Interactive the best 
for the future and continued development of the game. We have no further comment on it at the moment. It is unclear the school shooting mission will definitely be included in the future update, but Red or Not will now seemingly be self-published by Void Interactive. Now, let's actually go and talk about... Um, why? Let's see. Except all cookies. I fucking hate the cookie thing. So here's their... Um, so the reason for this... Well, the split was all but confirmed after news of the response started gaining steam to avoid a statement meant to defuse the situation. Hang on. Alicia text me. She wants to know when we're wrapping up. So, let's see if it, it says, um, I said, on note of mentioning reminding team members to treat touchy subjects with care, it says, we have recently had uh, remind certain team members of the requir required care in discussing this material. Now, this is in regards to the school shooting, of, uh, uh, school shooting level. Um, uh, remind concerned team members requiring the discussing of this material now and ongoing basis. This is the closest statement against the flat out admitting someone at the team messed up. The statement also reiterates how... Oh, so this is their statement right here. It says, Void Interactive has a clear commitment to deliver high-quality, impactful content that other mainstream software developers may shy away from due to cultural con uh, conventions and norms. At Void Interactive, we value the voice of our customers and our partners. Whilst we'll not dictate our While this will not dictate our direction, we will allow it to similarly influence what we do. At its core, this game honors the work of dedicated law enforcement officers across the world and in no way intends to glorify cowardly criminal acts. I mean, you're smoking the fucking criminals. It so. would be really cool if they were like, hey, who was the school shooter? Doesn't matter. <laughs> we are <Blap>. dedicated. <laughs> Doesn't matter. He's dead. We are dedicated to promoting a level of the authenticity and realism in our video game, ready or not, that carries with difficult subject matter. We understand that this requires a certain responsibility to our fans and community. Yes. But will also, but also those who have been impacted by traumatic events, law enforcement all too often respond to. Rest assured, our aim is to handle all of Ready or Not's content with a level of weight and respect that it warrants. We have recently have to remind certain team members of the required care in discussing this material, and now on now an ongoing basis. School is not just a part of the fabric of reality of Ready or Not's story; it's part of the fabric of thousands of people's stories worldwide. It is a story of those who have died too soon at the hands of a deranged gunman. The story of family and friends waiting for a phone call that might not ever come. The story of first responders who do everything they can only for it to not be enough. It's a look at uncomfortable reality that has become all too common, and we hope that we can play some small part in honoring those who have been impacted by his real-world tragedies with a portrayal that does not trivialize their experiences. We will continue to follow our vision. We will continue to listen. We will continue to work with every day and ready or not. Thank you. So hell let loose. I'm sorry. I just saw it down there. Where? Oh, <laughs> so the closest statement this being flat out admitting someone in the team messed up. The statement also reiterates how it's working closely to law enforcement to make the game as real as considered as possible. Given that many people's relationship to the police has grown more and more contentious, it would be argued that the entire concept of the games and game is fraught. Add to the additional trauma in the United States school shooting epidemic, you have got an explosive set of themes that even those treating them with the most care would likely fumble. 
I don't. This, this is in regards of the development. Okay. Ready or Not was announced several years ago and be picked up by Team 17 this past March. With an early access stand in Steam without release date announced along with it. This this same formula that Team 17 used for its other squad shooter, Hell Let Loose. Team 17 made Hell Let Loose. Oh, nice. Good now, for them. Now the future well plans for the game are in doubt, though Void is confident it can forge a path on its own. So this goes back to my whole statement of like, this is not glorifying school shooting in any way. This is essentially just them bringing a, a real situation at the hands of a player. And, you know, it's going to like when it comes to doing anything police related, you're going to be subject to any kind of controversial or sensitive subject. I think this is still one outside of that realm. So this isn't like, oh, hey, I'm doing a normal traffic stop. Ha ha ha. Give him a ticket or not. Like or. Well, you this know, is or about do you, SWAT. You're yeah, going the, in and dealing with situations. I, I'm sorry. I don't care how hardcore anti-police you are. Go ahead. Be anti-police when you actually need them. This isn't about being political. This right. is about this side of law enforcement. It's like being mad at firefighters. Yeah, don't put out my house, guys. Fuck you. Like, that's what I'm talking about is when we're talking about emergency. We're not talking about politically charged bullshit. We're not talking about, well, this guy beat me up at a traffic stop or unjustly arrested me. We're talking about real, like, direct intervention because of an immediately dangerous situation. Right. So the... the, the if you want to be anti-police, then go fuck yourself. The point, the point of concern was more of, like, a game developer is setting a scenario and a situation where, you know, it's, a, it's involving a school. And though I understand that people are upset about that, it's one of those things where it's like, do you really want to chastise a developer for wanting to, hey, like, this is a real situation that these guys are put in, our whole vision was to create a game of real situation these guys are put in. Yeah. And instead, and like you want them to be like, no, we're not going to talk about it. It's too touch, too, it's too sensitive. It's like, well, then you might as well just like get rid of Grand Theft Auto or get rid of Call of Duty or get rid of all of it. I mean, they, yeah, they really don't seem to care when it's Grand Theft Auto and you're running over people. Like they, they don't they yeah, talk about that. They, they, well, they we talked about it before, though. It's like, um, uh, w we always talk, make video games about conflict because that's interesting shit, right? Mm -hmm. If I made you a video game about only trading goods and services back and forth, you'd probably flop it. Like it would, you would get bored. It, it would suck. Um, but we make it about conflict because that shit's interesting. So we make the, uh, uh, games about wars. We make games about fights. We make games about murder. You know, assault. Literally, hostile takeover. Like fuck. We even made a game about a pandemic, and that's fucking hilarious. You know what I mean? Are but, you talking about what? Are you what are you talking about? Which one? plague that was out before the pandemic i don't give a fuck it's awesome dude i played that game in italy i played that game uh, well, a long ass time ago i played that game, even the game high school. and i remember people were like giving that game shit why because it was a game about spreading a pandemic yeah but the and i'm and they were giving it shit when because of the pandemic and i'm like you know that game's been out since like 2013 right oh before that well before that like it's, yeah. it's a game about spreading a pandemic yeah i know but now you want to get upset about it because there's a pandemic like it's it's in bad taste. Like it's in bad taste. You think they could tell that there was an actual pandemic going on? I mean, no. I, I mean, to be fair, I killed more than one percent of the population in that game. Everybody did. Anyone that played it, <laughs> like, and but, people want to get all butthurt about it because there's an actual pandemic going on. So, but it's like you think they knew that fucking almost ten years ago. They also they made the game ten years ago either. Well, no. But then again, there was no real fucking situation. There's no situation like what's going on now. Well, I mean, it's just, how about, it, how about this, though? So apart from like the whole pandemic thing, let's talk more about, oh, well, we, we make games about wars. 
Hell, there's even been games and clips out there where you, like you shoot where you shoot the mother of a kid because she pulls a gun on you. Yeah. Oh, is that too sensitive? No, they're depicting what actually happens sometimes. You know, that's is that our fault? And people want to get butthurt about it because it's like it's all too real of a situation. I'm like, it's supposed to be. Oh, honestly, it, listen, if you if you if you can't handle this type of content, then just don't fucking buy it. Stop right. bitching at people for wanting it. And it's it's like saying that, you know, you don't want a you don't want to read a book that's about violence and then it, don't read the book. It, the, you, it goes to the argument of like you have this issue that's going on and you have an emotional reaction to it. That's the intent to have the emotional reaction to it's it. It's supposed to make you uncomfortable. It's like saying that we should tear down all the Holocaust museums because it's too ugly. If a game if Fuck a, you. if a game was made and it had something in it that impacted you emotionally in That's some the point, way, most that of the was time. then the the creators of that game did their job. Otherwise it'd be just mindless bullshit. It's like saying we should get mad at BioShock because there's an option to harvest the little girls. You it, monster your yeah there is. <laughs> yeah, you rip out their spine and take the atom that they have, which is like some like gene mut- mutagen. And uh so you can either save them and be a good person where you just like demutate them and then let them go and they're like healthy and they're normal. Or kill them and use or, them. Or kill them and use them. And they're like and people haven't gotten mad about it yet and I think it's just one of those things that the internet hasn't decided that it's mad about that today. But um they uh but like you could do that it's like being mad at bioshock about that it's like really but you're the one who clicked harvest like it's not my decision right you know like come on like really i don't know there's a lot of uh controversy when it comes to a lot of these things because it should be about things that are uncomfortable yeah um 100 percent. like i don't understand why people get upset about it because one if you can't handle going through a school where there's no kids and popping some deranged asshole in the head with a gun, then one, you shouldn't be playing shooters. No. And two, I'm not going to lie. If, if people, and I, I've always held this, if you're so sensitive about this stuff and not even like, Hey, like a hundred percent, how about this? My mother doesn't like violence. So she doesn't watch UFC, right? Fair. That's fine. She's not mad that it happened. She doesn't expose herself to it. Right. But she's just like, Hey, I don't want to watch it. Cause I don't like that stuff. Cool. That's fine. But could you imagine though, if she was like, Hey, they should close down UFC. See that that's that, that's the difference in attitude that I don't like because you have all these people here who are saying, "Hey, I don't like this stuff because it's too real." I was like, "Listen, dude, if you can't handle the fact that this stuff is existing, then you need therapy." Or if you can't separate real from fiction. Well, it's not even about separating real from fiction. If you are so sensitive about what is being said to you, then you're then you need to go seek counseling in some form or way, and that's not like oh ha 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 you're retarded go go to therapy. That's hey no listen if you can't accept that this stuff is real and that people talk about it because they want it to be known. Like these these are experiences that some people actually live through, and you can't handle the fact that someone is trying to tell people about this stuff. Then you have the problem. That's like the the was it Twelve Days in Fallujah that game that's coming out. People are like saying that like. They, there's the, this huge push to cancel the game because it like depicted real events in Fallu- in, in like, the Battle of Fallujah. Yeah, and it was like the whole intent of the game was to tell this, these guys stories about that battle. Yeah, and you want them to not do that. Should we just cancel because up Saving Private Ryan because D Day was just too fucking real? It's like it's I, like why fuck. like why you want to take like these people are telling us you want to censor that like you want like we're, you we're gonna start censoring people's story I get, now I get really fucking worried about shit like this just because people want to censor the stuff because they think that the world it upsets them it's it like sh- history it sh- should upset it you. it should upset you 
you know, you know that that that's akin in people don't think of it this way because it doesn't personally affect them. But that's akin to me saying that we shouldn't teach people about slavery because it's too ugly. Could you imagine telling the African American population that we shouldn't teach people about they've slavery? They've already started talking about doing that. Oh, oh my god, shit. And they've already that, started talking about not talking about uh they've already started considering not talking about like the events imagine, of World War Two also. Could you imagine shutting the uh the Native Americans up about the Trail of Tears? Yeah, no, they didn't happen. Well it's just like they don't want to talk about like the events of the Nazis in World War Two and like the uh the Holocaust and now they don't want to talk about slavery. It's like you don't want to stop the whole point of learning history is to learn about these things so we don't do it again. Yeah. A hundred percent. Even though it's now it's still common sense, don't do that. But at the same time, it's like oh, it's totally common sense now. Now, but, but like we're an entire generation. Thirty who, years in the future, when people aren't learning about it, and it's just word of mouth that's teaching it. You know, it's just it's the idea that it's also too. I would tell people to go fuck themselves because there is freedom of expression and freedom of uh, speech, which extends to your artwork. I I mean, I'm totally for these guys. They're not doing anything wrong or immoral by doing this. They're doing this as far as what I've seen via this. I haven't played the game myself. Um, it seems like they're doing it tactfully. Like they're yeah. not they're not sitting there saying like, "Oh yeah, you're going to be the school shooter and you're going to go on the rampage." It's funny because there was a game on Steam that was like that, which is uh, oh, Hatred. Is that what it was called? Yeah, you were the school shooter. I don't know if you're a school shooter per se, but you you're essentially going on a rampage, like and just killing. People there was a, there was a game where uh, it was a, I don't think it was that it was there was a game that was on Steam for a little bit where you were a school shooter and you went through and you started smoking kids in school and that was on steam. And now I do, do I think that game should be like, Oh, you know, creative freedom. Like, no, I don't think that should, game is a game you should really put out there. Like, even though I'm like, you know, I, I'm all about like giving people like freedom of creating whatever they want to make, but also in good taste. Like there's, there's a difference I mean, between creating something just to be an asshole and then being and creating something like to, bring light of a situation and like that's what people are like trying to say that ready or not is basically doing that and like you know you're doing the opposite you're stopping it yeah but they don't know that they don't know that and because a lot of people are doing these kind of things like they do literally anything else they are these are the kind of people and i've always held to and i'm gonna make a really fucking bold statement here these are the kind of people who were the Germans who went along with the Nazis in World War II? They they exactly look at the very baseline surface information. They don't look deeper. They don't think about it. They nope. don't think for themselves, and they just go along with the crowd. And these are the kind of people who would be Nazis in World War II. It's funny because everyone, like up until recent, like I said it, like even myself, I'm like, how do people follow the Nazis? Well, 100%. I'm not going to lie. It depends, too. There's multiple different ways. There's the ones that I've talked about who only look at surface information because they because what they read is oh, a school shooting level. And then they that literally is the end of it. And they just because they're sensitive and it hurts their feelings. They're mad about it because they've been told that they need to be mad about it. And I mean, you should be mad about school shootings. Well, yeah, of course. But they don't look into it. They're not talking about oh, not even just school shootings. We're like even anything related in like society today like when it even comes to this pandemic and everything how do people end up becoming how do people how were people able to follow hitler with his ideals well and you're well, you're one, seeing it today with well, the admittedly with the there's a lot more complexities shit. to that too because, there is because back in the really day is. back in the 40s everyone was racist if you think your ancestors were good people they weren't they weren't if you think that your ancestors didn't hate other groups because they were around and they, they were did. also breathing air, they did. They also hated everyone. Everyone did. And that's and that's fine because that was just our history. That's just what it was. You can't be mad about it. But 
at the you, same you, time, too, you though, can be mad about it, but you can't be mad at other people that aren't involved with that. At the same time, too, though, the reason why I have more sympathy for people who were during the time of World War II, like the Germans during that time, is because you got to understand back then um, they were starving. They their economy was bust. Their infrastructure was destroyed from the previous war. Um, they were fucked up beyond all belief. Their government was failing. And then this guy comes up and says, Hey, I'm going to make things better. Follow me. And you're like, okay, cool, cool. You go along with it for a while. And, he's and like, he blamed a demographic of people for it. I mean, to be fair, everyone hated the Jews back then, but that, that was true. That I is mean, I'm, true. Just, I, I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying like at the time, legitimately speaking, everyone really didn't like the Jews. Like, it, I don't know why, Well, there was some religious dogma involved in that, but like, yeah, there was, it's just the idea. No one liked the Jews. So saying, Oh, we need to separate them. Oh, okay, cool. Is that going to make things better? Yes. Oh, okay, cool. You know, so they went along with it. Why wouldn't you at the time? It, it, you think their thinking was, if we do this and we follow this guy, I'm going to be able to actually feed my family. And I don't, I don't know about you, but when it impacts my family, you know, if you're like, hey, man, I need you to slit like three throats and they get to eat. Do you need more? Or like you know, most people would be in that, would do that in that scenario. There's also a large amount of soldiers that fought with the Germans that didn't know about things going on. Well, also too, uh, you're right. And a lot of the German people knew that bad things were happening, but they didn't know quite what, you know what I mean? It's not like they were just said, Hey, we need you to fight with us. Okay. Partially. Yeah. There, there are some soldiers who were from different parts of Germany where the concentration camps weren't at. Right. And you're right. They did. Some of them didn't know. They just thought, I got to fight for Germany. Yeah. Or the, I was forced to fight with Germany. And a lot of these guys, I see it Actually, on TikTok. There was a lot. there was a lot of Polish soldiers as well yeah. who were forced, hey, you're going to be on the front lines because I fucking said so. So you either kill them or I'll kill you. That's why, like, I don't, I, back in the day, I probably would agree, like, you know, fuck all the Nazis that fought in World War II. But now it's like me, after serving and stuff, it's like, now you know the history of World War II. Mm -hmm. And you also know that, like, not... A, a large number of soldiers that fought in World War II on the German side had no involvement with what which was is, happening. Which is also, too, during the Nuremberg trials, they weren't charging normal soldiers. No, they were charging like high up people, people that, who were really that were made this actually, happen. People who really actually were feeding the propaganda machine, people who really were organizing and making concentration camps were going to those trials. Like, how do you, like, when you have German soldiers, like, fighting. What is this bitch doing? They're censoring us. <laughs> but like, no, it, it's important to learn this stuff. And also too, because almost all the time when people ask me questions, whether it be anything political or whether it be like opinions on certain things, there's almost never enough context. No. Because, again, it's like, you know, even if I were to ask you something like, hey, would you kill someone? You'd be like, well, no, I'm not going to kill anybody. And then I'm like, all right, cool. So I got your kids here and you either do this or you or they or they get it. You, and suddenly that answer changes very yes, fast. It it, context means everything. And Kotaku is famous for not giving any context. And that's why it's people are getting pissed off about it. And I even said this. this are we allowed to call them Nazis since that's the trend now? Right. We can just do that. Right? They're Nazis, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Like I even said it like and it's funny because the amount of people I feel dirty just saying the that. amount of people that agreed with me on my statement versus those that didn't like oh, well, was insane well, it's because most people if you give them like if you force them to think a little bit because they most, get mad at you. Well, no, I was saying like um, most people, especially if you take like your scenario with Kotaku, if you um, if you give people a little bit more information and allow them to you know look at it like actually look at it they're fine 
Yeah, yeah, how about this? It's the idea. If I were to take a German from World War II and tell them how fucked up Nazism is, they wouldn't believe me. Because they let's say they didn't know about the concentration camps. Let's say they didn't know about the fact that Germany but, but started the war. And then you feed them all the information. And then like, you give them really the information. I'm like, hey, this is what's going on. They'd be like, oh, shit. It's like most uh, Russians would not have been communists if they knew about how things were elsewhere, like mm-hmm. in the West. If, the, if I would have told them, hey, you can say what you want. No one's going to arrest you for no reason. You can, uh, one, there's food. And two, you actually have like legitimate rights that we can't take away. And you can live your life how you want. They would, no one would want to be a communist in Soviet Russia, right? Mm-hmm. Why do you think someone like China is trying so hard to censor everything? It's because they don't want their people knowing that there's another lifestyle. Right. Same well, with North Korea. Why, yeah. Why do you think North Koreans are the way that they are? It's not because they are so happy over there. It's because they don't know, which is why, again, context is everything. Which is which brings up the which reinforces the whole point. Like you can't just fucking censor and silence things and and take away creative, you know, to an extent. You can't you can't take away people's uh, creative freedoms just for the mere fact that it upsets you, because there's context behind that creative freedom. That um, if if you if you, if you censor that, and you uh, and you allow that to not be discussed or portrayed, then you know then it's like. I don't know. I'm because cause a lot of people are really okay with censoring shit that they're upset with until it's their stuff that's getting censored. Right. And that that's the, the truth of the matter, which is why I hate all politics right now. So do is I. It's because everybody's in the same boat. It's, it's okay to fuck someone else over until it's you. And then suddenly it's a big deal because, but that's my stuff. Like, that's why I don't like it is because yeah, I don't either. Is because everyone's okay with fucking stuff over. That's not theirs. Well, swing away from the political topics. Oh, we weren't talking about. Well, we weren't talking about politics, but swaying away because we're wrapping up here. Um, you're not going to be around for the episode on New Year's, obviously. Nope. So Sorry. Thank you guys for sticking around for this because we're going to wrap this up. You guys will have to manage without the mustache for, yeah, for, for at least one week. For at least a week, yeah. And then um, we're going to do the recap episode. And like I said, next month is going to be we're going to do some changes. I'm actually thinking about uh, spicing up the brand a little bit. Spice up the brand. Like the logo change. Um, I'm going to be get I'm getting with a uh oh, I didn't move that for whatever. You get to see me move that. So um we're going to be I'm doing I'm going to be kind of like changing up the logo a little bit. Keeping it similar cuz I like its simplicity cuz it's different from all the other gaming logos out there. Cuz you ever notice that most gaming uh, most uh, streamers and gamers their logos virtually all look the same. Really? If you, I, I want you to go on on Instagram. You have that, right? No. All right. What social media platform do you have? I do have a Facebook that I only look at things through. What other social media platform do you have? Yes. All right. So you have Twitch. I am but a simple man. You have Twitch, right? No, but I can. So especially mo- considering I want to, I want to spy on you. Mo- most <laughs> there, there are like when it comes to gamers and streamers that make their logos, they yeah. often go through like you know. Um, owned three owned at 3d which is a good it's a good source to start with but they their brands all look they have the same layout in ways and i'll i'll show you examples of this after we're done here while alicia gets ready but a lot of the brands and logos have very similar like aesthetics to them yeah and even so that a lot of guys are using the same aesthetic and same 
uh, like you know graphics on their logo so, as other people, so, so they all look the same. Different, but it's the same. So, but the Blacklist of Gaming podcast logo is truly one of its own because you know the skull with a circle all around it, and then like the digital BLGP, um, you know, brand. That in itself, like you guys see it right now, like it, no one else has a logo like that. It's very, it's very simple. It's not all over the top. Good color scheme, black and black and gold. But I want to change it, kind of like I don't know. I'm kind of looking into different ways of changing it. But also, I'm going to be working with a graphic designer to uh, spruce up some of the scenes for both podcast and stream. So I want to have some more animations and shit and, nice. and everything. I want to try to truly make this stuff like one of its own. But 2022 is going to be a big year. 2021 was already a huge year for me. Uh, 2022 is going to be a bigger year. I got a lot of plans coming up and a lot of things I want to do. The mustache so, is coming. The new the logo, mustache the is, new logo coming. is coming. The mustache is going to be pretty temporary, though, I will say. That's disgusting. Sorry. Why? Because I, I love having a beard. Just because you can't have one, because you're not sure. allowed to. Sure, sure. It's because you're not allowed to. True. Otherwise, you would. Eh, probably. Maybe. Who knows? I, I do grab. I do like the mustache now, though. It's actually where I'm at. Is become like everyone knows me for just having a mustache. So if I were to shave it, no one would know who I was. That's true. But thank you guys for joining us tonight, and uh, we hope you guys have a good rest of your Christmas weekend. Even though this will probably be Tuesday when this comes out or Wednesday. Um, hope you guys' Christmas is great. Santa brought you everything you wanted. And uh, we love you guys and appreciate y'all. Have a happy new year from me. I won't be here. Happy new year, everybody. Maybe in the chat. Good night, guys. See ya.